Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to La Cantina MX Football Podcast. Be here or be square. We have a lot to cover tonight with now. Repechaje matches are over. We have eight teams battling for some silverware and some upsets, some shocks. We're going to talk all about that. On the other end, we do have... Champions League in the CONCACAF. We do have Leon versus LAFC. We'll talk about that. Chucky Lozano secures some silverware with Napoli. Historic, historic. And uh, Chicharito, of course, has been in the headlines, and we'll explain why. But before I go any further, let me welcome our panel tonight. Coming in from SoCal, we have my good friend, Joel. Joel, how are we doing? Doing really good, Jaime. Really good. Um, I was just forgetting of the Conca Champions Cup, the real Champions Cup, Jaime. <laughs> I don't blame you. It's been boring. No, are you gonna cover it? Because I, I don't, I haven't even checked to see if they've sent um, for the media. Yes, it's a good question. So uh, LAFC has secured home field advantage for the Champions League final here in the Coca-Cola region. They beat El uh, Philadelphia 3-0, and they will be playing against Leon, who beat Tigres, surprisingly. So it's going to be a Leon-LAFC final. The first leg will be May 31st in Guanajuato, and then the return leg will be uh, in L.A. I was going to say the bank of Carlos Vela, but it's not called that anymore. And that's on June 4th. June 4th. All right. Yeah. It lands on a yeah, Sunday, yeah. which is pretty convenient. So I might, I might drive down there to, to cover the match. Same dude. And I, dude, and I haven't been, I haven't been to, I moved. I lived really close to the, to the bank. Uh, and my brother lives even closer. So when there was games at the Coliseum, I would just park in his house and then I would walk. Um, but then I moved, dude. So I missed. Yeah. I, I missed all that. I thought I was going to be going every other week. Yeah, fun fact. I covered LAFC versus Leon. That was my first Champions League match that I covered on my birthday right before everybody uh, had to be locked up for two weeks. <laughs> It was on February 27th, and LAFC had an incredible come-from-behind victory. And, uh, yeah, the weekend after, that's when COVID happened and, and the pandemic happened. So, yeah. That was with Nacho. Nacho was the coach. Was he? Probably. Of Leon. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he, he – and I bring it up because right now the Leon coach is Larcamon. That's right. And he's, he was at one point, you know, getting all the praise and <clears throat> being touted for the highly coveted selection position. Um, but I think if he, you know, because he was at Puebla where they would like dismantle his team or right. just not put the team around him. But now he's he's at a club where they will, you know, and. For him to be doing good on, on in both tournaments, Oof. Uh, and he wins this cup, and then let's see how he does with Liguilla. But 
I do think man. he's going to start sounding. He's going to start sounding again. I mean, I'm not saying, well, maybe even soon, depending <laughs> how it goes for uh, Coca, but that's, uh, I think that's also something to look out for. Yeah, before we go any further, I want to welcome uh, Super Elbow to the to the episode tonight. How are we doing? You know what I mean? Good, good to be here with you guys again. Uh, man, I'm excited for the weekend, man. Or not the weekend, but uh, for the main league to start up, I guess, tomorrow, right? Tomorrow, be there, be square. Yes, Liga Big yeah, action kicks off. And, uh, Joel, I, I didn't know how to tell you this, but Leon will not be participating in Ligia. They got trounced by San Luis 3-1. So it sounds like they're putting all their eggs into this basket of the Champions League. I thought they were secured. What? No. So they finished huh? in sixth position in the regular season. They played against San Luis, who were 12th, and they fucking lost. 3-1. to one. <laughs> Wait, they were sixth. They played for Pechaje. Yes. yes. Oh, that's the game I missed. All right, I forgot. I forgot of the whole <laughs> fourteen teams, I'm all good. of that, dude. I'm so out of the yeah. watching these games. It's like the NBA right, play-in tournament, back, you know. Back, back to the line with you, Larcamon. <laughs> you blew it. You, you had one job. I don't think he would have gotten the the position, but I do think his name would have started sounding again. Well, yeah, has two, I still feel... two words for him. Fuera Lacramon. <laughs> nah. What happened no, with just, just... What happened with Lacramon is he thought the stripes were Chivas, but it was San Luis. So he mixed up the it teams. Because some... he has a pretty good track record of eliminating uh, Chivas with Puebla. In, in, with Puebla. In, he in did, yeah, but these stripes actually took care of business. Yeah. I guess they drew America, huh? Who did? San Luis? San Luis, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, interesting how this all works out. So we were talking about Santos Laguna and, and what a disrespect it is for the league to allow the 13th seed to even have a chance to, to, to play in. And guess what? They beat Pachuca on PKs. So the 13th seed is going to face off against Rayados. Yeah, yeah. This, this this whole I don't know, man. This this whole thirteen you know, seed thing and all that—it's trash. I mean, I guess anybody can win like in in a, a one game playoff, but man, I just don't like the format of this thing, man. They just need to go back to the top eight and let them hash it out, man. I, I would prefer top. I would settle with top, top eight. six. I would say top eight, top eight just no. how we used to do it. Top. It was top eight that went to the next round, and that's it. There was no bye week or anything. But I think they found out, hey, how do we squeeze out another weekend of, of you know, wild card matches? So they extended it to 12. And this was, like, after COVID, right? So, like, the first season after the pandemic, they're like, hey, we're going to allow five subs. We're also going to stop the relegation and then we're going to allow up to 12 teams to to have a chance at the silverware just because we're, we're coming back from COVID. But, you know, we're three years out of this now, and it's like it's time for us to go back to the traditional top eight teams qualify because extending it to 13, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. 
Yeah, that was who was it that couldn't? Or was it Querétaro that Querétaro, was? Yeah. yeah. Again, it's, that would have been the 12th seed. That's just so yeah. hot trash, man. If you're a team that ended in double digits, man, <laughs> in yeah, terms no. of positioning, man, you should not be there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And Leon, you know, they were they had were spread pretty thin. They had that match against Tigres, and then they have the Repechaje match. So I don't know. I just I, I guess they didn't have enough depth for both matches. <laughs> that was the last game match that I like saw the result against Tigres, and I thought, oh wow, this dude's this dude's crushing it. Uh-huh. And then I didn't, I didn't pay attention. <laughs> I didn't, especially I was like, all right, six. I thought I thought it was um. Well, no, I just I forgot. I forgot that the that yeah. the Pichaje was from the the lower teams to the what is it the nine. Wait, no. Jaime, help me here. Which ones go straight? Just the top? The top four. Yeah, four. top four. And then five, six, all repechaje. Yeah, so I was like... Yeah, five through, five through 12. Ah. Yep. Dude, just give me six. I, we don't need eight. Six. <laughs> top six. But six so doesn't, six doesn't work out, though. If, if, you, if you want, if, if you want uh, top four, then if you want an uh, extreme... So, so you want to give the top two teams a a, a bye week and not the other? Oh, I see. Teams. So top, that's what I think Hull wants to so, do. Yeah. Oh, so top two go straight to semis is what you're saying? Oh, yeah, just quadrangular, man. Just four teams and just cuatro. <laughs> oh, the, the best four go at it. Dude. We don't oh, need. Oh, I see. I see. There's so many, dude. But, but how do you make money? There's already a lot of tournaments. Because there's all these other tournaments. Put money in the other tournaments. We don't have Copa Mekis. Uh, you know. They, they, it's there, dude. They could just whenever they want, they could just bring it back. Um, you know, spice yeah. it up, make it a. You could make it single game, you know. So and every yeah. every game should be intense. Um, but the dude, the Cubs, the tournaments, they're all there. Uh, they and they can and and with with Copa makes one thing that I saw was um. You know the fans were celebrating these these wins when their teams would win it. They would come out and, and celebrate and and you know it meant something for a long time. Yeah. And then all, then they sort of like they just like all of a sudden they just suspended it. They just stopped playing it. Then they brought it back. And it was becoming somewhat of a hit, you know, like yeah. you would hear like the talking point was like, oh like she was winning the doblete, you know? And then that's sort of a thing now. Like oh you you don't just win the league, but you win the league and the cup, you know. And there, it, there was so many like, positives. Well, yeah, look, look, just really quick how we saw like with England, right? Like teams winning the treble because they right. win like their league, the FA Cup, uh, the whatever cup or the champions, and it's like shit. You 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 know you won all of this. Yeah. And you, you could do stuff like that, and 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 you, it would be the league that. And the clubs that they show importance to it, and the fans will reciprocate. But they seem—I don't know—they just seem to not not have any respect for their own tournaments. Like even the other tournaments they had, right? Like the um, mm-hmm. what they had a Supercopa Super and Copa de Campeones or something—they were one off. Yeah, I don't even know they're still playing those. I mean, they don't really. They don't seem to care, you know? Yeah, we have, you know, just to give you guys 
an idea, the U.S. Open Cup, right? So that's like the MLS's sim, you know, similar uh, tournament to Copa Mekis that allows the second division, the USL League, to participate. And as of right now, LAFC just got tied against Monterey Bay, who is, you know, a team in Monterey. And, yeah, so it's... Um, Don't say my pro. The, the, uh, the, just the, the fact that you can have a, you, you know, a professional team come to your city is pretty cool, you know? Like Yeah, that's and that's that's yeah. with the um England has the one I I forget the name, but there was right there's even like third, fourth division teams competing. Yep. And you you saw um what was it the MK Ultras or something? MK the MK Dons. Don? They beat um MNU or who who they um or they were close to beating them? Yeah, there's been some pretty big upsets. I know there was a game that Spurs had to play on the road, and it was like such a small club that they played, and the ball would go out to the street when it go out of bounds and stuff. <laughs> it's like you could you could watch Gareth Bale from your front yard, dude. It was it was insane. <laughs> and with the U.S. Open Cup, you know, we had teams like Monterey Bay, Sacramento, um, even the Oakland Roots. Right, these teams are or USL teams and they're hosting these MLS clubs. So it's, it's always fun for the fans to be able to have that experience. And with uh, Copa Mekis, right. You know, you had the teams from the second division upset the, the chat, you know, the, the first division teams, obviously that iconic ramp by Vergara when Chivas lost to, uh, I believe was it Atlante or it was one of those teams in the second division. And he was really upset about that. Damn. Yeah, yeah I, did, I did enjoy when they had those. Not, not only because you, you let second division uh, teams play in that, but um, also w when when you have a first division team and you're playing some of your younger players, you're yeah, trying exactly. to instill a win you're trying to instill a win a winning culture to them, right? And uh, that was one of the things I thought that that. Uh, that uh, when when uh, Mati was over at Chivas, that he you know, he took that tournament seriously and uh, and yeah, and not only that, he, he rotated the team. Yeah, and I think that's okay because again, you want those younger players to have that winning culture, right? Yeah, they could be playing Cascarita Cup. This guy was still going to go to win it. Yeah. But I agree with you hundred percent with the mentality. He's instilling it and then even in the fans. Yeah. For, for it's becoming expected. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, then that and for the big teams, that should be the expectation, whether you're playing younger players or or, or your your starting lineup, man. That yeah. That they, they, they have to play with that winning mentality. Yeah, and I I really like Copa Mekis. That was the first time I I knew who Wacho Jimenez was because he was their starter for that tournament, and you got to see a lot of rotation, a lot of youngsters get minutes, and now you don't have the pressure of you know putting them in a league game and and risking you know three points. You could you have this this platform to to give them minutes and to to see the rest of the team. So I hope that Copa Mekis returns just because this... or at least some version of it, yeah. right? Like, you know, just to, just to, uh, again, you know, give the fans a chance to see the, those who, who might not be able to afford the, uh, 
the the regular league uh, tickets. Maybe these are less expensive. They get a chance yeah, to go sure. see a ball game. We get to we get to also uh, get a little more familiar with some of the younger players on the teams, right? So uh, right. everybody wins, and yeah. I'm sure the you know televisores will will pay to to, to televise these. So everybody's happy. You know, I think you hit the nail right there. Um, that might be why it's off right now with all these, you know, it, it's not so much televisoras, it's all these streaming services. Yeah. And people would not pay to watch, you know. Yeah. Like they would watch it in open air, but you're not adding a seventh streaming service to your rotation just because uh, you want to catch Copa MX action. So I do think that's probably what hurts the league as well, not having uh, like a like a unified TV deal or or right. Well, I, this is this know, is some this I, is something Ron brought up the other uh, the other day, right? Where he talked about the streaming wars that that's going to become yeah. sort of the next thing. I heard a rumor that VIX is not going as planned, and they might just cancel it you know I, I yeah, know. where did, did vix come from it used to be prende tv it was free uh during the euros i remember because i had to, I had to download the app to watch some of the euro matches okay and then they rebranded as vix plus and but they're owned by televisa though, they're right? owned by televisa univision yeah but, so but were they owned from the beginning or did they buy them it was always univision yeah, it was just like the. Oh, was, I honestly thought it was like sort of like an experiment. They saw that you know you had like Paramount Plus and all these other like Peacock and stuff, and they were like, "Well, do, you know, if we offered a premium version of like Do the N or Univision, would people pay for it? You know." And I think that's why they started out with just using it as a freebie. It was free for a long time, and then they decided to sort of paywall some of these Liga Mekis matches and Champions League matches and. And that's when they started to charge people. And, you know, T-Mobile, if you're a customer, you get to try it out for a year. So I have it currently. And I I really don't use it as much as I thought I would. Um, And I think it's just been a big failure for for Televisa. Yeah, I mean, wasn't TUDN supposed to be the premium service for them? Yeah, I mean, that's where you were able to catch some of these Champions League matches Right. And, and um, they also have the Argentinian league and I think the Brazilian league. Like they have a bunch of leagues too. It's not just like okay. Liga Mekis. Like the Dutch league I thought they had on there or something like that. Or I don't know if they have the Dutch league. It used to oh, always be on ESPN plus. But, right. I can't remember yeah. which one it was, but yeah. But yeah, no, I, I thought, so Teu de Ene was supposed to be the premium service. And then how long has Teu de Ene been around? Seven years, maybe? Uh, I don't remember. And then, and then suddenly, now they want to do a, a, this other thing. It just doesn't make any sense. Of course, it's going to fail, man. When you're, yeah, when you're not taking the time to, to to let that thing, you know. It was. It's yeah. really bad, honestly. Like uh, one of the worst experiences I've had with Vix is like the game's on, right? Like I I came home and I was trying to watch the game. And I had to go through two unskippable ads. Both were 30 seconds long before I could. And I, I, I was like, I thought I had, I was on the wrong page or something. I'm like, wait, no, this should, this is a live match. Like, there should be no ads right now. I thought it was like a commercial, right? 
and like no it's like i had to watch those two unskippable ads it was and you're paying for it dude it's like this is such bullshit man i hate this app <laughs> such a bad experience what, what were the commercials for jaime i don't even know dude all i know is i was trying to watch shivas and uh yeah you don't see that happen on peacock the original programming <laughs> yeah so it was part of the whole streaming wars, right? When everybody tried coming out with their own services. Shit. Yeah. DC Comics came out with their own service, which oh, really? failed and got folded into HBO Max. Oh, so okay. Everybody and their mother was trying to come out with a streaming service. And yes, do they, do they know what is supposed wait, to be wait, a t- premium? Wait, wait, DC platform? Comics? Yeah. yeah. You mean, War- you mean <laughs> Warner Media? <laughs> yep. DC Comics came out with their whole DC Universe, which is where uh, Titans first premiered their first season. Then when that but but DC is owned by Warner Media, so it is it is owned by Warner Media. But that was when everybody was trying to do their own thing, right? The streaming wars. Everybody was trying to do different things, even though you were part of this conglomerate. They were still trying to get their own market share. So that's where Vix kind of came into the play. It was like, well, shit, why, let's not be greedy, right? Let's, let's be greedy. So they tried putting their hat in there. And just like you guys said, it started out free and things like that. But it seems like it seems like a redundant service. Yeah. All right. I'm one of those people who has most services, tries most things, tries to see what it is. Same. And what I have right now is Paramount Plus. And just like you said, uh, Vix Plus brags about how they have the champions, they have the Italian, they have um, X, Y, and Z, right? Even Combate America, right? On Vix Plus and TUDN. Well, guess what? Paramount Plus has all of that, right? Yeah. They advertise it in English, and you can do the native Italian. broadcast, and you either get it in Italian or you can get it in Spanish. Like I myself watch the Argentinian League through Paramount Plus. And I just I rock it in span in Spanish in Argentinian Spanish with the commentators. Porque llegaste en un barco, eh? Pues porque me gusta el fútbol. Do you follow a certain team or just whatever whoever's playing? Kind of whoever's playing, man. Honestly, I'm I'm not dick riding anybody. I like El Globo. I like Boca. I like River. Like I try to figure out who's you know who's yeah. going I used to, into it well. I watched it a lot way back when. Uh, Fox Sports first started. It was Fox Sports America, and the mm-hmm. majority of of their programming was off from uh, TYC Torneos y Competencias. So it was like 60, 70 percent like Argentine programming, and uh, yeah, they would show all of those. They would show a lot of league games, and they had this pretty good show called Minuto Cero, which was like the pregame. That was pretty mm-hmm. cool too. Oh, that's like that's a long ass time ago. I used to watch growing up. I used to watch a lot of Copa Libertadores and like right from the beginning, from like yeah. The, oh the, yeah, yeah, too. Three stages from the beginning to the end. I saw some gone. games. I saw some games here and there back when uh, Telemundo used to have. Uh, they used to do a match of the week because mm-hmm. Telemundo didn't have any Liga MX rights. See. They ended up getting Celaya. So they would show Celaya games, but only the home games. They, so the, was every other game. they had the national team, I think. Man, the Mundo always has the shit teams, bro. Yeah. I don't remember. But I think when they got the national team, that's when they they brought in uh, Cantor, right? 
and they put it yes. in yeah. Amos. But so I'm going before that. And oh, they just, wow. They, they didn't have, like, they had Jorge Ramos. And they had Colombian Jorge Ramos? Guy, like, Telemundo? Mayorga. Yeah. Wait, which is Jorge Ramos? Oh, I didn't know that. Huh? Jorge, uh, um, the, the Uruguayan, right? Yeah, Uruguayo. Yeah. Oh, I always thought he was on yeah. Fox. So he was on Telemundo before Fox? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, him and, Mayor and Mayorga. There was a Colombian guy. Ricardo Mayorga? Yeah. yeah. And they they were the they were the duo. And, but I'm telling you, Telemundo was like uh, low budget. They didn't have... Yeah. They, they didn't have live games. They would show... They were like all like uh, like older games, but they did end up getting Celaya, and but that was like every other week. Mm -hmm. But then they would do like a match of the week, which they would just have a game from anywhere, and they would have like some Libertadores games, and that was oh. that was always fun to watch. So that was what like '98 or so when they started. You're going way, well, yeah. We're going, we're going old school right here. Yeah, yeah. You have uh, at that point you had uh, Cantor and uh, Longo, right? Cantor was no, uh, Longo passed. Uh, no, but he went to Telemundo. Yeah. yeah. But I think, I, was he still in Univision when he passed? And I remember watching it, and he had to, he announced it, dude, and it was, it was hard to watch. He's, yeah. He's just crying. Yeah. Um, so I don't remember that. You're going too no, far back. Longo, he, he was at Telemundo when he passed. Oh, he did go. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, he, would, had he, would also, he would also do a boxing show with. Uh, oh, see, I didn't know that. With Jesse Lozada, I think. They had like. I the remember old... Jesse Lozano. <laughs> Lozada. <laughs> yeah. They used to do I, a. I, a they would replay uh, boxing matches from, from USA's Tuesday Night Fights. I, I remember that uh, Longo and Cantor uh, had a pretty, like, it's a pretty good informative show on, on Univision. But then this Fiore guy came in. <laughs> oh, God. Remember <laughs> he had, he had Lente Loco with Odalis. And oh, then yeah. he, did, he did the other one with uh, Sofia. Calle, yeah, who did that? <laughs> but which one was the one with Sofia? Was was um. Oh, it was, it was a travel show, huh? It was Lente Loco, I believe. Like no, she it was because the candy was right next to him. No, this, it was like a travel show, and I think Lente Loco was kind of like like funny videos or some bullshit like that. Yeah, Lente Loco was incognita, incognito back in the day. Man, y'all oh, going wow. down a star don't know what incognito is? No, no I don't. I missed incognito, man. Um, oh, but, wow. But it did have a Sofia in her prime, dude. And they always found a way to have her in a bikini, man. <laughs> and, <laughs> so, but, but this Fiore dude, man, they end up giving them, they give them the, the sports Deportiva. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then they all of a sudden was like. It was so bad. Was like, I hated that guy. <laughs> They kicked him to, I think, Fox. Fox, yeah. And, uh, they, and, and then er, everybody would complain about him because he would he was he was calling <laughs> in in English now and like nobody liked him. Now though, oh, you, you can get him uh, to do a shout out for like ten bucks or some shit on um, Cameo or some bullshit. Oh damn! I'm up right now, man. He's on. He's on cameo. I have the cameo app, man. 
Yeah, he's on there, dude. Find out how much he'll do a hand job for. Her. I mean, a, a shout out for him. <laughs> oh, no, man. No, no, my no, hand had fallen, dude. <laughs> oh, I. Uh, kind of. We we do have to bring it back down to planet Earth here with Liga, well, with Liam Hickey's. <laughs> one of the things that I wanted to say really quickly, yeah. and it's just to steer right back in, is the fact how Liga Hickey's as a whole is really dropping their whole streaming rights in general. And I get it. In Mexico, everyone's gonna look for look out for their own, right? Everyone's gonna try to get their own pie. But what about us over here in the U.S.? Right? You don't like at best your streaming rights are all fucking Univision, which is Televisa. Yeah. So why don't they come together and put in a group package and sell them? You know what? You want to sell an English broadcast because they do show an English broadcast on TVN if you press your SAP button. So why don't you sell that package to the US? I, I right? think Just, but it, I, I feel something like that might happen, but it won't happen until after the World Cup. And then that's when they're going to have to renegotiate. Because uh, that's, that's a, I think, I believe that's when Televisa's deal runs out. And so I think we might see something, uh, something might cook up there. You need, but, a, you need a guy like Felix Gallardo to round up all the, all the mobs together and agree, uh, like, and agree, <laughs> agree, make them agree to this. Because right now it's everyone, every man for themselves. No, not every man. Um, you, you see the committee. Like, the Televisa, you look at, you look at Chivas. Committee. Yeah, but you look at Chivas. They're chilling, bro. They got Telemundo, and it's like, they're not going to want to share any rev with, with like, a San Luis or a Querétaro, right? No, but if, if you can make more money, you you will. You can um, make and, way more money, dude. Well, you know just, just read. Really quick. Paramount Plus is playing out the ass for the Argentinian league. They're paying Paramount Plus is positioning themselves to become the like the authority in the world soccer in general. Really? Yeah. Quick, yeah, quick. they're snatching up just, everything. Just quick, it was Fuera de Serie. That was the oh. the travel show. I'm gonna have to do some uh research. You probably find some on on uh, YouTube. What was it called? Fuera de Serie. Oh, okay. I'll check it out. Unless they would just travel to places and and just do like a, a touristy shit and. That's cool. But you know, That's we cool. we all just watched. We were just waiting for Sofia to. Oh yeah, to man. Slip into just slip uh, comfortable. Just type in Fuera de Serie, <laughs> and and go to images and yeah, you'll you'll have. Some... <laughs> it's quite a find. Um. Yeah, I actually had ideas. I wanted to know how you felt about, you know, bringing it back to Repechaje. That that match, the Santos-Pachuca match, I mean, Pachuca were on the brink of, 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 of winning. And, I mean, they scored the 92nd minute. Then you had Santos tied up again. And then they go to PKs and they just, you know, they just, they, they fucked up. And, um, yeah, Santos, the 13th seed, man. Do you, should they, like... Why? Why are they even participating, man? The thirteenth seed—they—they they have a chance to knock out Monterrey. Like the fact that it's even possible is insane. All right. So first off, I'm gonna start off with saying fuck Monterrey. All right, fuck that Rico money, and that, that one kind of hurts a little bit. All right. Uh, but the big thing is it's money, bro. That's the big thing. Everyone's gonna be in for it. Now I do, um, I do state that it's some bullshit. I do not think that they belong. If you did that badly, you have no place to play. Um, 
it's it's a shame when anybody asks, like in the U.S., like, hey, how do you guys win? It's like, uh, the thirteenth might have a chance. Like, it's it's kind of a shit way to do our our league. And the worst thing it the worst thing is that we're trying to become a closed league, aka there's there's no ascenso, there's no repechaje, there's no descenso, there's none of that. Right. So therefore, what are our players really playing towards? What is it that they're striving for? If anything, we're just to win the league. But not really, because you don't. You can win the league if you get hot, right? You don't even have to be an extraordinary team. You just have to make it through. Porque, shit. There we go. There's a chance yeah. that the number one seed gets knocked out. There's no incentive to be consistent in the league. There isn't. There isn't. That's why I personally believe that we should go to a league. Yeah, but that, that's for that's for league. That's because of league, not because of a sense of the sense. But the, but that's why they closed the league. They closed it so that everybody can doesn't have to worry about their investments because there was also no punishment for sucking ass. That was literally it. So they closed it because of COVID and all of this was mounting, and then that's why we've expanded to the no part, part of it. Well, no, see, let's see. Part of it why they closed it was because the teams that were getting promoted were getting booted the fuck out. Were Isn't just very poor. Like some of them, Lobos blew up, right? Really small stadium. They couldn't, you know, they couldn't. They, they never. They weren't even able to get a TV deal. Yeah. Um. Then we saw Jaguares owed a lot of money, right? Went bankrupt. Same with uh, Tiburones. So you had all these clubs that they weren't financially stable, and that's a big reason. And and one of the other reasons was because. Are the, the cartels that have used the clubs to launder money. And so if you're a team like that, it's easier for them to infiltrate teams like that. And it is like in the history of, of like Liga MX where they had to like, they've bought out teams like Querétaro. They, they bought out like the owners who were like um, tied to that. Like, so they bought out like the franchises and, and um, so you it seems like, that it seems like they need to have the a, a system to like the team that gets promoted, maybe give them a little bit more money. And I don't know. Well, they tried doing that, but, but ultimately you, I mean, that's, that's what like a big thing in the, the corruption with the player transfers. Hey guys, let's and, look at the different leagues around the world. Who does this very well? I don't know. England. Spain, England. The ones who have overall packaged advertising yeah. deals and televised deals so that they can spread the wealth around. But as in Mexico, the wealthy stay on top, they're not going to spread that money. And I understand it for Mexico, but what about the American audience? Right? Why does El Tri, El Tri play here all the time? For los dólares. Right? Those greenbacks, boys. <laughs> so therefore, why don't you use the American money? Why can't you separate a streaming package in the U.S. that then benefits your lower leagues and yeah. your teams that just ascended? Yeah. And who and who the hell is vetting the damn owner owners, man? Were they just letting just any random fool come in and and say I have this this amount of money, I'll buy this team, and 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 then they? Well, no, you're people. just you, you could just be connected, you know. Um, yeah. Everyone's so like all connected. You, so someone could be um, 
It's like the dude that owned the Monterrey. His name was Jorge Lancambeo. I can't pronounce his name right. Jorge Lancambeo, his last name. But he worked for a bank. I forgot the name of the bank. Um, and he was laundering money for, I think, the Juarez cartel, one, one of the cartels. He was laundering money. And, I mean, if you're going to bet this guy, he was like, like a legit businessman. And he's the dude that owned Ava Sports. Oh. He's the guy that, oh. yeah, the, 90, the 98 jersey. That's all him, dude. <laughs> and and so this dude eventually, because of the bank, because of the, I forgot, it was like some American bank too. that um, I think an American bank in Mex, but he eventually, that's how he eventually got got cut out and then booted. But I mean, so it's, it's owners sometimes like that, like the owner could be legit, but he just, his business associate in the background behind the curtain. Uh, and that's, that's what makes it difficult for, the, for business, the, the business partners at Mayo, right? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, look, we happened with Marcus, right? He, he, um, his yeah. businesses were his money got tied and, up and all that, <gasps> but I'm, yeah, pretty, I'm I, pretty sure he was like not conscious of it. Like it was just, he probably hired the wrong people to manage his money. And unfortunately it was tied to, to dirty money. But well, we'll see how you make it. one cousin. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, how I think it was him, but, but you're kind of seeing it in, in, Right now in Max, because he's not getting any, you know. Yeah, he's, there's no there's no jobs for him. He's he, in Barcelona, he man. Be. He's chilling. <laughs> yeah, his story is the fact they that could he's use coming the, up to hey, the they could use the money. He'll they could up, use the money right now. He'll end up coaching Barcelona <laughs> right now, in the future. I, I can see it happening. He, no, no, no. He's going to end up coaching the Mexican national team. Oh, that too. They need the money. They but need the money, the Jaime. They're yeah. like, yeah, you're... Your cousin can can invest over here. <laughs> we need to bring back a messy. <laughs> so oh, don't dude. That's a sad place. That's right now. He's selling his soul, guys. He's selling his soul. Talk about selling souls. Cruz Azul sold their soul to Atlas on Saturday. What's up with that, man? You know what? You know what, dude? That's the only zone I'm on here, right? I, I talk spicy and I say that Roger. Quiñones me la pelada, you know what? I still stand by it porque no metió gol, so me la sigue pelando. Um, other than that, dude, <laughs> took one you know minute what? for them to score, dog. <laughs> I know, I know. You know what's the worst part? I was traveling, so I didn't even get to see shit. I missed all the matches, so I'm just here because I spoke very spicy and I still stand behind it. Yeah, and I mean the trend this weekend was the lower seeds upset the higher seeds and... but that's what i was talking about man the lower seeds and then i even said in a couple pods ago right you got to be careful plus gorditas they come from behind and you don't even know it so let's see what happens with monterrey let's see what happens with chivas one of the top is gonna fall can, can, right. can i say something before you guys talk about uh the yeah playoffs? go for it man thanks for uh, hopping okay. on Yep, let's call it, uh, uh, have you guys ever read the book Soccernomics? 
I heard of it. Heard but of I have, it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And did you know that, like, literally, like, no teams make money? Like, oh, yeah. He's yeah. not making money. You know yeah. Invest, you know, so, like, this whole concept about uh, the system of owning a sports franchise to make money only works in a monopolistic uh, system yeah. and like Major League Baseball or uh, the NFL where you have a monopoly essentially of player talent and throughout the world uh, the vast majority of sports franchises like even like look at Wexen you know they're, they're talking about how great it is uh, there's real concern that uh, that 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 Canadian owner will eventually lose money yeah. in the aspect of it. Uh, see, my biggest problem with uh, Mexican soccer, in my opinion, is the lack of globalization of the yeah. player pool. Uh, people always say it's not the ratio of foreigners that's the problem; it's the quality of foreigners. Uh, uh, one of the biggest pro- we we rely too much on South American talent yeah. to improve our league. But if I remember growing up as a kid, uh, I remember I remember growing up and watching EPL soccer or well, Liga MX, and we had a, a high percentage of quality Latin American players coming into the league. But the, 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 it is dramatically different now. Alex Ferguson, for example, didn't really highly recruit uh, Latin American players as 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 they as uh, compared that to now. Yeah. Uh, the, the 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 EPL teams that sucked didn't really recruit South American talent, but they're all recruiting South American talent. The the, the Chaco Jimenez's of the world aren't going to play in Liga MX uh, for a decade. You know, for, you know what I'm saying? The quality, it's the quality of foreigners. It's the global, it's the lack of globalization and uh, the marketing aspect of Liga MX. For example, uh, I, I, I blame Televisa for all of this stuff because uh, Televisa and Univision have a partnership. Yeah. Univision is a partnership with ESPN. ESPN Deportes plays League IMAX games. And guess what? I can't watch highlights of League IMAX games that were broadcasted on ESPN Deportes in America. Uh, when I look at the when I look at the game, when I yeah. go to the app to look for the game. See, this is the biggest problem. Uh, this is the yeah. biggest problem with Mexico. What are you guys like? Be yourself or something? I that's can't ho- even like. That's ho- ho- Oh wait, what happened? We can hear everything that's you're okay, doing. Dog. Okay, I'm sorry. I opened the case. I'm sorry. Go ahead. This is the biggest problem with Mexican soccer. It's a lack of globalization. It's not the lack of. It's not the percentage of foreigners. It's the it's the quality of foreigners that we're solely attracting now, and uh, and not only this, uh, it's the it's, we're marketing it completely wrong. Uh, and what I don't understand is that the the amount of money, high money investors, 
are media conglomerates, and yet they're lagging so far behind on globalizing the quality and the producing this product to a global audience. That's one of the biggest problems with Liga MX. Now, people like Javier Aguirre coached the uh, Japan national team. Yeah. How last many of sport- <laughs> yeah, you're right. But how many sporting directors when I mean, do you not see German soccer? Do you not see uh continental Europe? It's exploding with uh Asian players. One a championship with like when they got like six Asian players. Uh-huh. Uh, and and then uh, I don't know. I, I grew up here in the United States, so I don't know where you, where you guys grew up. But uh, I remember watching Fox World Sports yep. as slash uh, Fox Soccer Channel. They had an hour-long program that was – it was essentially Republica Deportiva but let, uh, for Asian, and it was in English and highlighted Jay Lee. I remember that. Kaylee. And uh, all Asian, all Asian, all Champions League Asian football in English on on television. I can't get a Club America highlights in English on my ESPN app. Yeah, and yet they're hey, owned by be fair, though, uh, One, do they still do that? And two, like, what impact did yes, that have in the U.S.? But like, what impact has it had in the U.S.? Like, you don't see like. People in the U.S. freaking out about like the Japanese league, the Asian league, or anything like that. Anytime you ever hear yeah, about our, the Asian league, it's about our club, team, our, our club teams are losing to um, our club teams are losing to Asian football club teams. In, oh, in, but that's, in that's, that's what the game's league. being played out there. Yeah, you so know. So you think you th- so you think of that. So uh, where's the money then to bring the games to Mexico City then? Well, they're they're thinking the of they well they're, that's why they they were doing the clubs World Cup it, 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 and and right. it's and I bet you're gonna see different when, results at that okay, point. Okay, okay, okay. So so when's the last? Uh, let me do my best Wenger impersonation. Well, uh, well, uh, you know, you know, you know where he was coaching before he coached. This is arguably one of the greatest coaches of Premier League history. Where was he coaching before he coached Arsenal? Wenger? Yeah. Um, he was coaching in Asia. Oh. You understand? I, it's the globalization. What I'm talking about is globalizing this league, producing product. Hey, producing I thought the coach was coaching Malaysia, five-time champ. Yeah, see, and, but that, this is but we need more of this. The fact of the matter is that uh, Televisa has handicapped, and then not not only have they handicapped us in English, dramatically handicapped us in English, but they've handicapped us also in Spanish. Televisa, if I'm not mistaken, has uh, like they're like Sky Europe. Like when I was in Germany, I saw Sky Germany programming because uh, uh, I know people from Honduras, El Salvador, Guatemala, Chile, Peru, 
and I eat, uh, that are my age, because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm 40 years old, and I ask them, like, uh, did you guys watch Chavo Ilocho and, and Chapulín de Colorado as a kid? And they said, yes. And they asked me, like, how do you know those programs? Because my Spanish is really bad. Uh, but they say, how do you know this program? Because when I was a kid, I used to watch these programs. It's just my, uh, I'm in borough, you know what I'm saying? And I don't <laughs> couldn't comprehend it. Yeah. yeah. But it was funny, you know, when people falling down, it doesn't matter if it's in English or in Spanish. Yeah, you understand. If they're falling, yeah. right. It, and see, this is the biggest problem with Mexican soccer. The lack of globalization. It's just not accessible uh, it, to people that want to know more about it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And English is the global language. I don't care what anybody, you know, I know here in the United States, there's this mm-hmm. big thing, you know, Spanish, Spanish, man. But uh, uh, English is really the global language. Well, I've been yeah. to Germany. I've been to Europe. You know what I'm saying? And I've met people from all different parts of Europe and the language of frank that to comprehend was english you know and i went back in 2000 and the thing for me is i went back in 2008 uh and uh i was in frankfurt i was in cologne and these parts of germany were much more accepting of the mexican player because stuttgart you do realize what stuttgart did was amazing yeah when they won that league title in Germany, they're the last team outside of Dortmund or Bayern Munich to win a championship. And they had two Mexican players yeah, to do that. That was pretty crazy. Yeah. I, yep. I told I, these guys like two weeks ago. Yep. And see, but the thing for me is we don't have where uh, I, I listen to a uh, Sears satellite radio on, on, mm-hmm. on, on FC. Yeah. We, we don't, we don't, we don't have a weekly show. How the hell do we not have a weekly show in English? How my, the hell? Yeah. I would say this is my whole like theory about all this is I think they believe that there's not a, a large enough audience in English to, to, it doesn't for, matter for, for it, it doesn't to be putting yeah. the content out there. Well, I think that's that's what they think. They think it's not large enough to even bother investing into this, right? Which is such a short-sighted way of looking at business. Right, exactly. And I also 100%. think that maybe... Wait, who, un- who's un- they, though? Whoever runs this the bitch. Owners. I don't know, but... It's the owners. The it's other the thing owners. is, too... Uh, here, let me finish real quick. Um, the other yep. thing, too, is like I don't think they realize how much money they're leaving out on the table. And that's one thing that any that's a universal language, money, right? And I think Mexico will always do things because of money. That's why they have so many friendlies out here. Guess what? It's never going to make money. So that's what it is. That's, I think this, that the this, League's this. Cup this summer is going to give a strong indicator about how many people in the United States care about Liga Mekis and, you know, MLS, right? And from there, I think what if the numbers uh, support what we're, 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 we've been asking is like, hey, we'll make this stuff more of a priority. I think if they make a larger amount of money this summer, I think they'll be like, all right, let's let's make an effort to do this. And and, what, and long game, Jaime. Long what, game, Jaime. What, 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 what are not, not this summer? Returns, what are the rebel returns on PSG? What are the what? That ownerships lose. What is the rebel returns on PSG? I don't know. They they blow money. They're, they're like, losing money. Yeah, right. You're no, but see? I think where you got to focus with the Liga Mekis. Carlos the, Slim it. slipped out of the game because he knew 
you're not going to make money. This is one of the richest men in the world. And he left Liga MX because he knows he's never going to turn a profit on any of these teams. It doesn't matter who he buys. It's an expensive Actually, game that rich that's people a play. Completely but different it, one. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a hobby. Because of no, the way they but, operate but it's internally. The open market. It is the open market that you see. The problem is Liga MX just they don't want an open market because the owners want to make money, but they're never going to make money. You guys need to read that book. Yeah. And not only that, it's called Money and Soccer as well. There's two really good books that I recommend every soccer fan to read because guess what? And uh, what happens in a closed system is you have teams go defunct. The United States is the richest country in the world. And they have a closed system. And out of all the Western uh, countries, they have more teams go defunct than any other Western country in the world. So if, if Mexico wants to go to that direction, if they want to go in the, the American system, so Club America owners can make money uh, and produce a inferior product that's never going to relate to the rest of the world and, and, and accumulate the rest of the world. Because the, this is the biggest problem. Like I said, Televisa has a partnership with Univision that has a partnership with ABC, which is a partnership with Disney. And yet I can't get... English highlights nowhere in 2013 with literally half of the fan base in English in the United States. I'm talking to you guys on an English language yeah. Mexican podcast. Yeah, we had an episode it's ridiculous. a long it time ridiculous. ago um, with Walter and he was talking about how Club America opened up an office in New York uh, to help For what? to create like uh, content in English and all that, and and they, like it failed because they were just losing money because like they just they, they didn't really see like they they I don't I don't understand you own the TV network you're telling me you can't put English language highlights to the American audience. I mean, this is the crazy part for me. I grew up in a predominantly Hispanic community in Milwaukee. And, I, and I, I'm old. So, you know what I'm saying? I grew up in the 80s and early 90s, right? Yeah, I, I grew up with fans who, white people, who grew up watching Cruz Azul, Club America, um, because they were soccer. You know, they grew up in the community. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They grew up in the community, and I even know white people to this day who, you know, who their wives or their spouse, their spouses or their husbands are are were Chivas fans, and they're Chivas fans to this day because uh, they grew up in this community. But guess what? Now my, my nephew, 20, 30 years later, my nephew uh, barely watches Liga MX because his his my Spanish is. Uh, terrible. His Spanish is non-existent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but but I mean, you you see that though, it, even with 
like Hispanic families, you see that a no, lot but with but it's, but first, first, second generation. No, they but, but, but they don't really it. follow soccer, even if the parent was, and it's he's it's a, even he's less. A, he's a massive soccer fan. He's watching. He watches what you call it all. He, 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 I, yeah. he, he, I know, I know, but but the thing. He's rooting, he's rooting for Holland, and I got a yeah. I got a Hugo Sanchez jersey. On yeah, right but now, but the main difference you know from when you grew up is that now there's like all these choices. Accessible. Yeah, before yeah, before well, you didn't have that. You you saw a game here and there. The point, that's you, the point I'm making. That's the point I'm making. Yeah. The the fact that's the point I'm making. Exactly. Yeah, but Liam mean, is not going to be able to compete with the top three yeah. in Champions League. They, People want to see him. The, People want to see him no, the I, amount of money over there is I, I is just a massive. I, look, I understand what you're saying. I'm trying to comprehend. I'm trying to get him to watch Liga MX games in a language he comprehends. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, know the problem is high, the problem with that is not the English. Watching, the problem is not the English. Games. He's got you need to go back to the beginning, right? Look you know at the beginning. He's Twelve years old. Why is it not available in English? Because they don't have their act together. Like, there's no English language highlights on his TikTok. There's no English language on his Instagram. There's no English language uh, programming on his Facebook. None of this. Yes, but go back. Why? Have you asked yourself why? Media conglomerates. No, they don't even have that in Spanish. They don't have it in Spanish. My friends uh, who are South American. They watch Chavi Locha, Chavalina, Carvalho. I asked them, so how much Liga MX did you watch growing up as a kid? They're like, none. Yeah, but that it's, that's it's, like, yeah, but that show was like a cultural phenomenon. And no, you go back, no, you go back to when it started, there wasn't like that much programming. That it needs to be on. That's the point. Scott, you you, you see, I know, you, but I'm just you, saying you, the comparison is not right. it's not a good no, one when no, you're, no, you're comparing I, you know, something. I dis I, dis I completely disagree. Completely disagree. Comparing Chavo to Liga MX. No, Chavo's like the Chavo's like the children's programming in Latin America. They're like what Brazil, five-time champions. Giving just putting the product out there and available to the consumer, just putting it out there. I know, but it wasn't just that it was the product. It was like a really good product. Like, like Mexico hasn't even been able to replicate a Chavo del Ocho. That's how good right. it was, and that's why it was right. such right. a big hit. Right. Um, so I mean, no, it's, it was see, something really. The crazy part. This is what I'm trying to. In the early '90s, we had great. In the early 2000s, we we had very good quality. We had uh, what uh uh uh. We, we in the, in the 2000s we had very quality players from Latin America. Mm -hmm. We had very, Salvador Cabanas, we had uh, 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 Jackson Martinez. We, yeah, we, but that's we just had, nostalgia, you know, man. Your stuff from the past is always gonna feel better. No, what you, yeah. you're, telling, you're telling me that we've got we've got a we've got a chocolate. Where, where's the chocolate Jimenez right now? Where you got a Guinea right now? Guinea is quality. Yeah, exactly. And then, Quinones. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, Quinones. Okay. He's you quality, say, too. Yeah, right. you say, okay, okay, so, okay, for example, right, Gignac, right? Yeah. Funes Mori, okay. I mean, like right. him or yeah. not, he's quality yeah. for Monterrey. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I agree, right? And then, yeah, uh, are these people watching, are they able to watch those highlights in those languages? No, but you're way too far ahead of yourself, man. The reason you're too far ahead of yourself, people in Spanish can't even watch it. 
a Mexican that speaks Spanish that is raised in Mexico, he cannot watch the highlights of every team in his league because there's right. across so many platforms. Right. Exactly. So you want a solution for an English problem? They don't even have a solution for the Spanish problem. That's well, what Jesus Martinez exactly. was talking about at ESPN the other day, where he wanted to present to the owners to have all the TV rights under one roof. Once you have all the TV rights under one roof, like, you know, MLS has Apple TV. Anyone in the world that has Apple TV, if they want to watch MLS, they can watch it. And you know exactly. what's the next step that's for that? The then right, MLS, they'll see, like, the oh, we have this country. We have this country that watches our league. Let's say some random Asian country while you're talking about. You know what? Let's bring in that crowd more by signing the player from there. So I get your point. I get of, like, globalizing the game, yeah. bringing in players from other countries where Liga Mekis is a little but, hot pocket to yep, grow it. Right, I yep, get exactly right. what you're saying, but you're asking for something that they haven't even addressed their own native problem. Right. No, They're not going to have English. So America, like America Open Offices in New York, the reason it failed because America was one of 18 teams trying to produce English content. Right here with uh, MLS, Apple TV sends requirements to MLS of what content they need every week from each club to produce yeah, so right. it can and be then, uploaded. And, and, and you, and I'll tell you so right it's now, organized, what, it's uniform. It, 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 so it, when it, you have one club that, like, hey, how come I can't see America? Well, what about León? What about Puebla? What about everything? So you need everything under one roof. You need one media company calling them shots. But that's what I'm saying. You're getting ahead of yourself. Yeah, if a Mexican can't watch the highlights of every single team in Liga Mekis in Spanish under one network, what makes you think you're going to be able to watch it in English? Well, see, that's exactly what I'm trying to see. This, you're proving my point, brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, no, I understand your point, but I'm saying yep. they got to address the Spanish see? first issue. Yeah. Well, well that's that fine with me. First. You want to feel, you, that's fine if you want to address the Spanish first. I, it doesn't. It doesn't matter to me. The fact is, is that what I when I listen to this show, people talk about Mexican soccer, as in like the ratio of foreigners to Mexicans is the biggest problem. And not only that, it's some of for the national team. Well. No, in general. Well, in general. For the league, it's not necessarily bad. It's bad for the national team. Which I disagree. Because it limits your pool of Mexican players. Yeah. I completely disagree. What you call I, I, You need to read that book. It's a globalization that's going to... This league should be the League of the Americas. And it should have the most foreigners and the best foreigners throughout the world. Because it is commercially the most successful league in the Americas. Uh, and the fact that it's not been able to produce that level uh, is completely the blindsidedness of the Mexican owners. And the fact that it's not it's not just the first division, it's the second division. The, you, uh, the, the English Premier League is the best league in the world, and, but their second league is arguably the third best league in, in the world. Commercially, it, it's arguably the best. Uh, it, it producing, it's going to it's going to outproduce every league in continental Europe in the very near future. You you understand what I'm saying? Like so, like if I I if you 
if we don't get our act together, we're always going to be beneath uh, the United States and the American, even though they're terrible at running soccer. Yeah, and that's actually what uh, Chicharito had um, commented uh, the other day. He doesn't have a dog in the, in the fight as far as LAFC versus Leon. He says, uh, I can't root for Carlos Vela because he's, you know, my enemy as far as like LAFC and Galaxy being a rival. And then he's like, I can't root for Leon because I'm a Chivas fan. Uh, but he also mentioned about how, you know, the MLS is making large strides and he could foresee that taking over Leon Mekis in the near future. And he says that, you know, they're they're both very uh, comparable leagues. I don't know if Hoel, right. you had, you had but anything else. They're comparable else. leagues because they're trying to. Liga, Liga MX is trying to be a, 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 an American league like. Well, that's been for a long time, though. That's, that's been... why you even you even had like the, you know, that's why they set up the playoffs, the Liguilla. Yep. So they've always the, the owners, the owners have always looked over here, they and doing? they've always mo- like look, look, look what they call. They have a draft, right? The Mercado de Piernas. They, they actually. Do you answer your question? You you answer your own question earlier. You said they're not making money; they're losing money. Yeah, exactly. But what are they so doing with go. all the money? What are they doing? Well, with what do you mean money? recovering their losses? Especially <laughs> the Mexican national team. Do you realize the Mexican national team? It signed. The leagues, the leagues aren't making money. The national team is the only one that makes. That's the, the one right, cash cow. Right, but right, the clubs, right. for the most part, aren't. Yeah. And then it's well, it's is, an expensive is, hobby. You're going right. to put money into it, and you're not going to get oh, that we're, much back. We're going, you're talking about national. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm diverting the conversation no, to you, the national team. I'm reverting the team to the national You You realize that they, they've had a partnership with SUM since 2002. Mm. Yes. What what is the Mexican national team doing with that money? That's a good question. They invested it. Yep. No, they they've done a lot. They invested it across. I mean, fans aren't happy with results, but when you see where Mexico is at the world stage, where they constantly consistently the been. Well, see. No, they're not. To me, they're not underperforming. Well, Let me well, finish okay. telling you. Okay. Between you... between thirteenth and fifteenth in the world for thirty years. What what other team can you name me besides the top five? That have maintained that status. Argentina has a population of 82 million people. Oh, was that talking about Argentina? I'm saying, and so, and yet, uh, they were able to produce one of the best midgets ever to play the game. Uh, and what you call it? And, uh, uh, and and we have a population of over 100 million people. And then not only that. Well, yes, but it's we, one thing that not, you don't. Not only uh, do we I get it. You're a monolingual, but you're missing people. out on this one. No, no not only do we have a population of 100 million people. It's because they came over and like 90 million people. <laughs> we have a population. No, but the population, the they population doesn't matter. We came yeah, out the population of doesn't matter. Is the culture? If the population matters, India, China would be up there. I, I wouldn't say genetics because you have Mexicans doing no, it's like not the genetics. It's the culture. In other it's sports, the it's a, it's uh, a, and yeah, it's the culture, man. It, it's the culture. It How come you don't have Africans dominating the NBA, but you have Black Americans dominating the NBA? Because it's the culture. It's the 
culture yeah. of youth that you want to grow up and be an NBA player. I disagree, NFL which player. Most Same the, thing in Argentina. Of, the culture, every little the, Argentina kid, not does not only does he dream of winning the World Cup, he believes he can win the World Cup for his country. And and they grew up watching it pretty much weekly on live. Right. Yep. And and this is the thing for me. For, forget Argentina. A country like Senegal, I think, has like nine million people only, and it's an impoverished country, and yet they're they produce. What has Senegal done at the international stage? It doesn't matter how many quality individuals you produce. Yeah, they, they yeah, same, same with what, Ghana this is, and this Nigeria. Is, Ivory Coast. This is exactly what I'm trying to see. see okay, fine. Okay, like, you're, 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 what the economic means, you're telling me Senegal beat Argentina in, in 2002. But see, that's the thing, man. You're going back to 2002. They play each other nine out of ten. No, I know what you're saying. I when's the last time we beat Argentina in a meaningful game? Copa 2004. America. Copa, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know. See, with the uh, with the <laughs> amount of money, they see like, uh, all right, whatever. Okay, that's fine. Maybe no, I, I get I get I'm your I get I'm your wrong. point. There's a lot of things that are not being done right. Like I get that. Like for, but at the same time, there are things that are being done right as well. So, like, the Mexican national team, if you follow their social media pages, the youth teams are always playing tournaments around the world. They're playing tournaments in Japan and Holland and Brazil. Yeah. Right. Like, the youth teams, they have a lot, like, of experience when they get, like, the U17, U20 level. These motherfucking kids have been playing over the world in all these youth tournaments. Yeah. Now, one way where I think the Mexican national team could spend their money in a better way why they don't have academies set up through the U.S., even at least right. the southwest part of the U.S., right. Right. I have no idea. Like, why don't you have academies where players know that they're being scouted to be part of the Mexican youth national teams? Like, have youth national teams bases here in the U.S. where they don't have to fly to Mexico, to Mexico City to try out. Right. You have your youth teams over there. You have your right. youth teams here. And if they get, if they're good enough to be for the Mexican national youth team, then they're right. probably good enough to play for League of I'm Mexico. sure U.S. soccer right. has prevented that from happening. I'm sure yeah. they have, but there's probably ways around it. Right. Maybe they don't want to ruin that relationship because they sleep in the same bed or yeah. whatever. That's but I'm curious no, they, they rely, that. They relied on scouts, and they have been scouting. They do scout youth since that, like that age. No, I know but they it, scout youth because if you look at the youth teams, you got players from LAFC. Uh, Galaxy, yeah. like U13, U12, who play for the Mexican national team. Yeah, I know they do that, but I'm wondering how come they don't have like academies or like at least bases, like at least in the southwest. Porque no yeah, llegamos it's, en barcos. It's, all your questions have the same answer, bro. <laughs> no, with, with youth is tricky because you could you could be really good at top 13. Well, I, and then I, I, not I, not be good at the 15. I, you could be good at the 15, I'd be good at the 17, and so on, so like forth. So see it's a lot of development in personally in, in, in southern part of Mexico. Uh, in, uh, in my personal opinion, Mexican soccer is dying in some of the biggest communities uh, in Mexico with population growth. Uh, these are what some people would call Gringolandia, you know what I'm saying? But uh, the, the truth is, is that that's where the growth is. 
because that's where the tourism goes. And, uh, you know, Javier Aquino comes from southern part of Mexico. Oaxaca. Uh, how come there isn't how, how come there isn't 20 Javier Aquinos uh, out of southern Mexico? And, and uh, you know, and people always people always say to me, like, Mexico shouldn't play so many games in the United States, and that's fine. I have no problem with that. And But in my personal opinion, these games shouldn't go to Mexico City. These games should go to Oaxaca. These games should go to Veracruz. Hold on, hold on. These games should go you to know Chiapas. why? You, you know why there one. isn't as I many Javier as you want them to be? Because you just <laughs> yourself. You want more international. You want more. You beat me to it, Bivas. Our own league is supposed to be, dude. It's our home brand. It's what we're supposed to be pumping out. But yet you want Argentinos, you want Brazilians, you want everybody. You want to turn into La Liga de las Americas? Chupame huevo, cabrón. No, we have to grow our talent domestically. Well, once the once, well, yeah, once they opened up. No, once they the system. Look, see, look, this is the English, this is, people hey, for 20 years said uh, the globalization of the Premier League is terrible. And yet, arguably, this is the best English national team I've ever seen in my life. They haven't won shit. That's true. The best they did was in 91. We, I no, mean, in 90, no, in 90, we, I, when they reached at the same ice. But Before it was EPL, because of, because they've run into a very dominant Spanish team that revolved their own soccer into the Tiki Tech. You okay, read the book. We'll, we'll read the book, man. No, look, just really quick. Once the league expanded the the limit of foreigners, uh, it cut down the number of national born players by like I think it's like 80 so if you compare the league how many players are active in the first division teams before that rule and then after it's about 80 players and you're asking why there's no more 20 Aquinos because it's it's just it became easier to bring in foreigners we really want 20 Aquinos I'll take I'll take a what's called twenty Carlos Velas too. Why are we producing twenty Carlos Velas or the Santos brothers? The, the Santos brothers come from a lineage that is not Mexican. Yeah. Bella doesn't even have, like have soccer. Their mom, Brazil, their mom is Mexican. Man. Bring him yeah. over. No, hey. but their mom is Mexican. Zignac right, is working right. on, a, dad, on a dad, on a Mexican yeah. French player hybrid, so we're looking forward to that. <laughs> well, um, real quick though, I do have to pass the I have to pass the mic around. There's other people that want to speak, but uh, Reynoso, I appreciate you hopping on. Thank you very on. much, guys. Yep, thank you very much. Uh, Ricardo's up. He's been patiently waiting. Welcome to the show. I know he's shaking in his boots about uh, San Luis. I know he doesn't want that smoke. His coach is already shaking in the boots. You see what he said today? But I'll let Ricardo talk. Gentlemen, how's it going? Good, man. Good. Our number one fan. Number one fan since the Dosa Cero podcast. 
says John Jigu. Uh, Jean Jean. Oh, I'm taking it back, yeah. man. Oh, but I'm, I'm over here shaking. I'm over here in Houston. I'm shaking like a leaf, man. Atletico San Luis. Yeah. They, they, they the boogeyman? Nah, I, I called that last week. I told you guys uh, Leon was going to lose that. They put all their eggs into that basket, the Champions League basket, and I don't think they'll beat LAFC. Yeah, for sure. I, I took that in account, but no one really cares about the conca crap on this uh, MLS team. <laughs> um, America's got seven of those, and, and now once does the media say anything when they want it? But you know the, you know the narrative that's going on. What's that? No, about it. Liga MX is shit, and MLS is the next Premier League. That type of narrative. <laughs> well, they're they're selling it because they want the the joint tournament. I guess the right the, the question and is, that's that's the selling point. You had you had Pumas lose the the streak, right? We had almost twenty years of winning the Champions League to, and they lost it last year to Seattle. If LA wins it again, you know, and it's two back to back years of MLS dominance. Could we say that this is the beginning of the end? No. <laughs> no. They've been saying that for the, the last five years, man. I wouldn't say the beginning of the end, but eventually something has to give, and I need to make some changes. Because, you know, we call everything Copas de Chocolate, but they're winning all the Copas de Chocolate. Like the Liga Mekis versus the MLS Stars, they want that, the United the Nations League or whatever. Every tournament that's been Mexico versus MLS or Mexico versus U.S. men's national team the last three, four years, the U.S. keeps winning. So it gets to a point where, okay, it's not Copa de Chocolates anymore. And even if they are, something needs to give. How come If it's a Copa de Chocolate, how come you can't win it? I got, I got to stop you right there. Al pa, uh, Habibi, Al Pastor, slash Al Pastor. <laughs> Did you really just say the all-star game, man? No, but that's what I'm saying. It's a Copa Chocolate. It's a friendly game. I know it's a friendly game. Liga Mekis All-Stars, MLS All-Stars. Like, MLS All-Stars winning that, I don't care. But once you combine all the results across all the levels and you can't even beat them in a friendly, it kind of gives yeah. like, yo, what's going on? No more well, excuses. I, I get that, but it's well-documented. That these Mexican players and the or the foreigners that play in Liga MX, anytime they come to the U.S. to play, or even the national team comes over here shopping. to play, it's it's shopping season, man. <laughs> it's vacation. This is their week. It's vacation time. They buy shit they can't get in Europe, and they buy it over here. Like I, I, I wanted to share something with you guys, aside from because I didn't get to see a couple of the, uh, well, all of the repechaje games because I, I was in Vegas, man. Ooh, Had a nice. good time in Vegas. Uh, I was there for my buddy's bachelor party. He hooked us up. But uh, during the week, I met I met a Canadian guy. He was there for the for the Golden Knights game against the Oilers, uh -huh. the Edmonton Oilers. I don't know shit about hockey. I just know that they they score goals and it looks cool when they hit each other. <laughs> and and I'm a goal I'm a Golden Knights fan from now on. Oh That's God. My, that's my hockey team. I don't know shit about hockey, but that's my team from now on. Well, I was sitting down with this guy, and we were talking about uh, uh, hockey and stuff. And he was uh, he was telling me how uh, how he came from uh, Canada, 
to watch the game in Vegas, man. We're Sheesh. in Planet Hollywood. And I've seen a bunch of Canadians. Well, well I'm guessing they're Canadians because they had that dumb blue jersey on. <laughs> and, he was, and I and, and I, I had to ask me me being the the Liga MX aficionado that I am. I brought up the and uh, and the current the current narrative and propaganda that's being put out there about how MLS is growing. They're investing so much money in Canada and everything and all that crap. Mm-hmm. I, I asked them, I was like, so what, uh, like, how do you guys view, like, what's going on up there with, with regards to soccer, right? He said, no one gives a shit about it, man. <laughs> Complete lie, farce. This is some Joseph Gobbles type of shit that I'm, I've been talking about. Like, everyone just keeps <laughs> shitting on Nazi references. <laughs> it's I, to that I, extent. I've heard the soccer was more popular with, with immigrant population in Canada. So those are like, you know, just they were getting like an influx of, because I, I know like a lot of Mexicans that went to work in Canada, and a lot of them stayed, stayed there. Have you seen that and TikTok? You, you, of, uh... you know it from some towns in Max. It's, it's very common. What, what happened? Have you seen the TikTok, the viral one in Mexico? Some Mexican works in Canada picking cherries, and he works for six months, and the other six months he flies back to Mexico. He's, like, loaded, I believe apparently. It. They do that in Alaska so. with fishing. But I will say, though, you know, you do have to give some context to your conversation, right? I mean, this is the playoffs in hockey. So you're talking to, like, the super dedicated fan yeah. that was, like, you know, he flew all yeah. the way out to Vegas to watch this game, you know? So, yeah, like, he dropped a couple thousand. But don't give a fuck I, I mean, it's, it's quite obvious that, like, there's two things in Canada. It's maple syrup and hockey, man. I mean, those are the two. You can put poutine as three, you know? But uh, when you talk about soccer in, in Canada, I will say it's probably growing, but, you know, hockey is still going to be the dominant. I would, but you know, I would say man. it's growing. I mean, you, to, the, to the point where they're hosting the World Cup. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're, you're, I, not, you're not doing that yeah. if there's no interest or if no one cares. I mean. Because that takes money. That, that takes you don't just host a tournament. But it, it Qatar takes did money. it, and they didn't have any any history of soccer. No, could, could, but Qatar Bingo. has money, dude. They, they yeah, have the Scrooge McDuck bank ball. They swim in gold coins. Yeah, but dude. soccer's never going to come close to hockey because, like, the Oilers, they have this guy named okay, yeah. Connor, Mc, yeah, that's... Connor McDavid. He's considered, like, the one of a generational talent. Right now they had the NHL draft, the guy who's number one. He's 17 years old. He's Canadian. He's like they're messy. I bet he so, is. So that's how good they are, Canadians with yeah. hockey. That soccer will never even but, be close to it. Oh, but they don't have to be, like, to that point. Like, you know, like, like even in Mex, it's not like soccer's the only sport. So you, the country, the biggest I, I, sport. It, it could have two, three. It could have two or three sports, right? Oh, um, no, yeah. And it'll be popular. The reason it's popular is because the world's becoming so globalized. So the yeah. people want to be feel part of the rest of the world. Like, how great yeah. is it? You know, you could love your hockey, but if only U.S., Canada, and Russia are playing it and no one else really follows it, you probably want a soccer team to feel part of the rest of the world. 
I feel like the schedules don't don't also compete with the hockey schedule, right? So I, I mean, right now we're like in the finishing uh, of the season for hockey and MLS season. I mean, just got started, so you know, schedule conflicts are not there. So I feel like a lot of Canadians in the off season, we should probably ask them what they watch. I'm no, but I asked this guy, Jaime. He he wasn't just a hockey fan; he's a sports fan. Oh. He, he he put it he gave me the scoop of what's going on up there man Foot, they watch <laughs> NFL they oh, obviously they watch hockey what about and baseball? they watch basketball this just goes back to my original point that Canada and the US it's okay I get it where you guys think it's growing but it's never gonna be the main the main sport to the point where Mexico is gonna benefit off that. They're yeah. they're completely content and be and being able to beat Mexico, and then showing up in the World Cup in Qatar like the U.S. did, and getting manhandled by Netherlands. Well, that was their first World Cup appearance in like what forty years. So I mean, it it just kind of shows like their growth. You we can't deny uh, the you know the strides they've been making where they um. They just before they just had like two teams in MLS, but now they have their own league as well. So yeah, I mean, but they had a fair amount of black players. I think they're like France. They're like <laughs> benefiting from immigration as well too. If well, yeah, that's, white Canadian dudes. They would have not been in Qatar. Yeah, <laughs> they've been. Getting, I, I've heard um, from different places, Portugal and some other countries, where. where they were getting a you know big influx of immigrants. Marcelo Flores is Canadian. Is hey, it and the, the the stereotype of those guys saying a? It's true, man. All those guys <laughs> talk like that. All stereotypes are true, man. That's why. <laughs> so shouldn't this be a wake up call for Mexico then? Because we're talking about struggling yeah, against Canada, so who's good. that's not even their number one sport. And then you also have USA, where <laughs> soccer, like, is maybe. <laughs> their fifth sixth biggest sport like and we're over here this is the only thing that we love and, and put but, our effort into and we can't even beat them hey, don't but, about but, you, but, but us hasn't been like you know a weak team if you know since since they since their national team sort of like cut their shit together right so if, if we go further back because they sort of stopped playing after 1950 right they 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 beat england and they had that massive win, and then all of a sudden, you don't hear about the U.S. going to World Cup until 1990. Um, but if you go going further back to those early World Cups, they were doing better than Mexico. Uh, and and they've always had soccer in this country, one form or another. We were just talking about Open Cup. That's like from 1912 that that tournament has been played. So they've always had here like the sport. In, in, you know, at, at least different levels, even if it's like semi-pro, but it's always been played. But since 90, um, they're not a team that just gets washed. They're not as good. I would I still say they're not as good as Mexico. As far as like when you see, like how you've seen Mexico play some of these top teams and, and kind of go toe-to-toe, I've never seen them do that, at least not consistently. Um, but they've been they they've managed to put out some good results and and stay in top twenty. 
which is also impressive. We, and, I, and I was trying to point that out about Mexico being 13 and 15. You're talking about FIFA where there's like, what, over 200 teams. And even you're comparing them against Europe. Europe also has about, how many teams are there? Like 20? More. Of the, huh? More, 30? I don't know, some of these countries that... <laughs> Liechtenstein or whatever. I'm That's not thinking that was quite, but still. Transylvania. Transylvania. <laughs> African players in the second okay. division in France tried to recruit them to come here to Mexico. Just, Economically, you could pay them. They did it before. They've had, before they, they brought in, uh, and, you know, back to when you were saying, like, late, mid mid late 90s they did have a few but it's just it goes through promoters so there's just not not that many players and the majority of the talent even from over there and, and their promoters it's already going to teams like France and Belgium and most of those players will want to be in those countries rather than to come like to Mexico so that's that's a big part of it too when you're talking about like Liga MX well, there's been more competition now for players because at one point they were, they had a lot of talent from like, from the South American national teams. They had pretty much from every national team they had in Liga MX, but there's been competition with MLS and then other leagues. Um, and that's, that just has made it a well, bit more MLS different. has definitely done a better uh, recruiting of the African players than we've ever done. Yeah, we have the, I mean, we, it can, we, we but at the same time... We have the economic means to bring these players here. Yeah, you might have the economic means, but you don't have, like, the bigger picture means. Like, okay, if, if like, any Liga Mekis team brings, like, a Kaiser Chiefs, they're, like, one of the biggest teams in the African continent. They're probably the most popular team in South Africa. So, okay, let's say America, Tigres, whoever, they bring their star player from Kaiser Chiefs. Where are they going to get out of it? South Africans are not going to be able to watch Liga Mekis. They're not going to be able to exactly buy Exactly what products. I said. You know how there's like the MLS store, like for all the teams? There's not like the Liga Mekis store. So I get what you're saying. We have the Tianguis, the thing, though. The things that need to be addressed is getting shit right at home before you can start thinking about expanding. So everything you're saying, yes, is great. Yes, I agree. There, that needs to have solutions. But if Mexicans can't even watch the league, if Mexicans can't go to LigaMekisStore.com and be able to shop on the same site for all the teams, if it's not uniformed, they got bigger things to worry about than trying to track crowds from Africa, Asia, wherever the case might be. About being the best league in the Americas and trying. I know, to but you got to be first. You got to be the best league at home. We are the best league at home. In it's Mexico not the best league at home. If you, your own fans what, can what, even what enjoy your whole league. Well, well it is the best. It is the best league because the TV ratings prove that. No, I mean, the TV ratings do prove that. I'm talking about it's not the best league from an organized point of view. Yeah, I agree with you. So, got to get all that shit organized before you can start thinking about expanding to the rest of the world. And then as far as, like, what are you guys talking about, like, U.S., Mexico, Canada, the way I see Mexico is, like, that smart kid in the class who's, like, naturally smart, never has to do any homework. He easily coasts through all his 
classless. And then you got the other kid who's not that bright, but he works his ass off and like he like hangs in there with him. And then the smart kid's like, ah, I got it. This dude's never gonna be better than me. I'm like naturally smart. He has like studied for 20, 30 hours. But eventually it catches up to you once you get to the high level. And the reason Mexico should have been worried about the US is because just look at the Olympics. Like every America always dominates in the Olympics across the board. So it should eventually hit your mind that one day they're going to get closer to you in soccer. So if soccer is one of the only things you dominate, you should have that down to a perfection. But Mexico is in the same mindset. We're always going to be better with them. They'll never catch up to us. When, once it gets too late, that's what I'm saying. These chocolate cups. Yeah, okay, it's a chocolate cup. It's a friendly. Who cares if they win? Uh, whatever. We're still better. But that mindset eventually is going to bite you in the fucking ass. And once you realize, you're going to be playing second fiddle to them. I, I, I completely disagree with you. They're, they're perfectly content in losing to the U.S. to build this stupid rivalry to try to make more money. I used to think just like you. Is I think it's gone completely the other way. They're, they're perfectly fine with, uh, with losing to these guys. And I see it the other way around. I see the Mexico being the hooker on the corner with the high heels and the lipstick on. Okay, but if they're perfectly fine losing to them, how can you claim that they're better? So Mexico is the hooker, and then the U.S. is always banging her. How can you claim that you're better? Who's in control at that point? Is the hooker going to go home and say, at least I made a lot of money? I'm, I'm the queen? No, that guy's the one who gave you the money. You're under his control. Isn't that what the owners are doing? They're making all the money, so basically, yeah, that's what's happening. But you as a fan, are you able to say that your league's better? Well, the TV, like I said, the TV ratings prove it's better. No, the TV ratings prove that more people tune in. But if they're winning CONCACAF Champions League and they're winning you on the national team level and they're beating you with these League's Cubs, these all-star games, and they're beating you across the board and everything, are you truly better? Uh, Al Pastor, come on, man. Look, I keep going to the No, TV I know race. it's better. Don't Look. get me wrong. I, I spent, like, watching U.S. Open Cup games today. LAFC could barely beat some team called Monterey Bay that I never heard of. They went to penalties. And LAFC, everyone says that them and Tigres have the biggest death roster in the Americas. No, I get it. Like, watching these games, they're shitty. Like, the level of talent is shitty. And I know, like, Liga Mekis has better level. But how come when it comes time to play up against them we can't back it up See, i i get that but what i was trying to say i i, I know i know everyone just keeps sh like uh like brushing this to the side but i keep going back to the ratings and i know i i heard what you just said but the the last these conquer you got to keep in mind man look at the views that the at the leon versus the whatever Tigres game, it got like less than a hundred thousand views, man. Fucking uh, the blender commercials at midnight get more views than that. <laughs> like in the grand scheme of things, no one really cares about this except Mexico and their and their and their uh, yellow jur journalism and their and their mind conf media that they they're always attacking Mexico and Mexican players. Like they're the only one benefiting from this they, they get their ratings they get their views and no one over here no big u.s sports media that's relevant even bats their eye in their direction man it doesn't really matter in my opinion 
Oh, you know, speaking of yellowism and all that clickbait, I'm going to give a shout-out. I can't remember their name, but it's someone in the Chivas Discord, Chivas del Norte. They ran the data. You know how they say, like, oh, it's terrible that Santos is in Liguilla, 13th place, could be champ. They ran the data, and I think, like, for the last 15 years, the champ is consistently from, like, the top four. So even if, like, the player, the team... 13th place qualifies. End of the day, I think like the majority of the wins have come like from the top four teams as far as the actual championship. Shout out and to uh, Soccer Sauce. He's the one that posted Soccer that. Soccer Sauce. Yeah, that's the one who was. And there's also at least a top four team in the finals. So that's a lot of clickbait too that, oh, Liga Mekis is mediocre because, you know, 13 teams can be, 12 teams can be champs. But the data shows that from the top four, there's always representation in the final like 90% of the time. So that's clickbait as well. All I know is uh, we won in 06 as the eighth seed. So (laughs) we're part of the problem. I did want to get your guys' hot takes for these upcoming matches because uh, I do like the matchups. Tigres were the only team that were the higher seed that were able to get past the lower seed. Everybody else, though, Atlas, Santos, and San Luis have won the lottery. And by winning the lottery, they have the opportunity to knock out the top teams, starting with Santos, right, against Monterrey. I know it sounds crazy, but I can see them continuing this Cinderella run against Vucetic. Uh They have their, their away match tomorrow at 6 p.m. And then... We also have America playing against San Luis tomorrow. Want to know what you guys think about these matchups and who you, who do you guys see winning tomorrow? And then the overall, the two legs. Well, which one are we starting with first? Santos and Monterrey. Are yeah. We doing one match at a time. Yeah, let's do um, that. My opinion with that, I want to see who Santos stars as their goalie. Do they start La Jude, who played the last game, or do they start Acevedo? But obviously both suck because both get scored like four or five <laughs> goals per game. So I guess it doesn't matter. Honestly, I thought Santos was going to lose against Pachuca. Yeah. I thought Santos was ready to go on vacation. But it seems not. Also some questionable defending by that goalkeeper um, in that uh, the Pachuca goalkeeper. Yeah, Ustadi, if you look like the, the replays. It looks kind of rigged, man. Yeah, it looks kind of rigged. And even with Costa too. <laughs> And there was an article uh, came out on Fox Sports. They were talking about how Leon is like in tr- financial trouble, and it was posted like last month. Oh, and then like you see this shit, so it's like they like America and Orgelli or whatever his name is. Are, are they like paying like Pachuca some money so they could get out of financial trouble and they like can lose it? Because, like, those blocks from Ustadi, the man bad. was just jumping. Like, he yeah. was just jumping, but he wasn't even trying to stop it. That's so, like uh, uh, it, will, it will be through the betting. The, the, it will be through the betting. And, it, cause the, and then, you know, it's like not just to lose, but, like, you lose by this amount of goals or, or this team scores this many. Or even when the ball goes in. So I think that's more... More likely if there is to be uh, something rigged through the bets. So who do you, uh, who do you guys have uh, uh, for that match then? 
I like how uh, Al Pastor already pulled out his uh, pariaguas nah. regarding America. He already no, nah, I'm thinking uh, Monterrey. I got Monterrey on that. Santos. Yeah. No, I ain't going to do it. But that's not pariaguas, man. That was America right there saying, hey, San Luis got nothing to lose. They're going to play us, you know, like blah, 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 blah. I'm like, come on. I'm already making excuses. Are you picking San Luis? No, I'm not picking San Luis. I'm just saying Thanos' words, him saying this is going to be a different San Luis from the tournament. They have nothing to lose because, you know, they have everything to gain. They're going to play completely different. We're going to respect them. I'm like, come on, bro. You're playing San Luis. Come on, so you're going to smoke them. Those are mind games, man. You got to get ready for the Liga. If you guys want some more data on this matchup, Santos beat Monterrey in the regular season, match week 15, so not too long ago, April 16th. Do you know what the result was? was? It was a 2-1 victory for Santos. I'll give you some more data. I remember because I was looking up for my bets. Santos has won the last three of five. Ooh, yeah. Like Santos won the last three, and then the previous two to that, Monterrey won. But Santos is on a three-game winning streak against Monterrey. And unlike Rayados, and this is for all the top four teams that had a bye week, they are out of rhythm. They had a week off. And how much is that going to play a factor coming into these matches? Rayados should win that, man. too, right? That's like a Clásico de Norte or whatever those guys. I don't know. Those cowboy dudes. Is it like a Clásico de las Carnazadas or something? It's because uh, both teams are from the north, right? Well, yeah. Torreón and Nuevo León are not too far from each other. San Luis and America. America always gets the benefit of the doubt, man. They got matched up with the the 12th team in the league. What, what a shame, man. But... Well, what do you mean? Is it, tw- is it the 12th team? Yeah. Well, that's because of Querétaro and León laying an egg, man. Not because of America. I'm just saying, like, you guys have uh, the easiest matchup out of everybody. The fix is in. Absolutely. <laughs> I-, I predict the... Uh... The first, the home, the San, uh, at San Luis, a boring 1 0 win, and America porking them in the sticker. <laughs> Let me see what the regular season result was between y'all. 3 1. 3 1, February 14th on Valentine's Day. Okay. Talk about some shagging. Yeah. So I got a question, and I'm not I'm not a hater or anything. I, want, I don't want anyone to think this is biased. But the San Luis coach said about Henry Martin that he has the potential to be the best striker in the league. Oh, God. If not, he's already, like, top three in the league. Nothing against Henry Martin. I know his numbers are up there, you know, leading scorer, all that. But am I the only one that thinks he's, like, perfect, like, for the America system? But if he played, like, for another team, his numbers wouldn't be like that? Well, look at the national or is team. He, like, yeah, like the national team, but even like other teams, I don't know, like a Leon or like a. Well, Tijuana. how was he at Tijuana? He scored some well, goals at Tijuana. You could make the argument that, you know, he's like developed and now he's like in his prime, but I just can't like keep, like, shake the idea off me that if you send them back to Tijuana or Toluca or Leon, 
that he would just be like an average striker. I just I think he's perfect for that team. I just don't think he's the actual talent that people say he is. But it caught me off guard because he said Henry Martin was giving me headaches during the Olympics, and now he's like easily top three strikers in the league, and he could even be number one. And I was like, really? Because that's coming from like a foreign Brazilian coach. I don't know. I don't know if Wikipedia is accurate on this, but it says he only scored six goals for Tijuana. Five goals. Who would you guys put ahead of him? Mexican or just the the national team? Anyone in the league? Oh, you mean as foreigners included? Well, I'm talking about league. He said he. I thought he was talking about league at Mex. Yes, league at Mex. So that's what I'm saying. Like foreign strikers included. Right now, I put Quinones and maybe Ibanez. And if you're being harsh, maybe Funes Mori. What about Jignac? Nah, he's old already, man. <laughs> right now, I think he's probably the third or fourth best striker in the league. I'll next. give him that. I mean, he's scoring goals. You can't deny it. So it, it's not really out of the. It's not really out there. So what but the fuck I'll, has he done for the national team? I want to know. Him and Raul Jimenez have done fuck all. J- just like Alexis Vega, man. Hey, Alexis Vega is not a striker. But they build them out to be uh, the Maria Messi hybrid, man. But, but I, w- I wanted to uh, counter Al Pastor's comment about Henry because it, it's very interesting to me. Uh, and I'm not hating now because I, I believe in this guy. But so if we're going, if we're going to say the same thing about Henry, don't so you think you you can apply that to? I know he's injured now, but about Macias, Macias, when he I, was in León. I don't think he was it's going a, to Europe. I don't think it's a yeah. fair comparison because Macias was uh, still kind of like a rookie. But he he wasn't he the 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 leading score the he was tied for like the no he was the most scoring Mexican when he was at León, and then he comes to Chivas, and can you honestly say he's the same player? No. He was he had Mena he had all those, he had Meneses he had a. Uh, Inter, um, international starters at Leon, and when he comes to Chivas, like he's like, what's going on there? That's pretty well, been, similar. There was one injuries. season where he did lead the team in goals, right? But a lot of them were from PKs and stuff. And no, but yeah, that's my point. I feel like Henry Martin is the same situation. He's like benefiting off the system he's in, but I just don't see him putting out those kind of numbers somewhere else. So, I mean, where would he go, right? Is he good enough to go to Europe, or would he just be sold to another team in, in Mexico? He's too old, man. He, he's not going to Europe. How old is he? He's 30. No, I think he's going to be in Oribe Peralta. America's going to get all the juice out of him. And then once he's like so 38, he'll come to I was about to say he was going to reach his Oribe Peralta uh a moment in his career. He beat me to it. You're right. I, th- I think that's what's going on right now. But the difference with Oribe is he's a winner. He's won leagues for not just America, but for Santos. And Henry hasn't done a fucking thing. And Oribe turned up with the national team. And he, yeah, he yeah, balled he out. He that, that gold medal. Gold medal, too, man. After, after his tournament, that narrative is going to change, man. I don't think they give trophies to, you know, teams that finish... 
um, losing to the 12 seed. So I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what kind of trophies they give out for that. Participation trophies. <laughs> it's the same trophy they're giving uh, Chivas out right now for coming in fourth place. Yeah, dude, we're that guy that's uh, on the on the stands <laughs> celebrating, and we're like in fourth place, but we're celebrating like we won. <laughs> on the podium with the champagne. We're on the podium with the champagne, kissing the girl. We're in fourth though, <laughs> but we're here, and uh, you know we have a matchup against Atlas, arguably you know probably the toughest uh, out of all these matches. Uh, a, a fair a fair battle between. Uh, the two teams in Guadalajara. The advantage that Chivas have, though, is uh, they do have two home games, right? So they, they play in, a, in El Jalisco and they play in El Acron. That was just uh, getting stomped to death by Canelo Alvarez. He used it for his fights on Saturday. But um, Horrible fight, man. That was a waste of money. It was a waste of money, and I'm not sure if he feels like he's ready for Bivol, but I don't think he is. No, he's not. I don't either. He did not practice for that fight, oh, like train as he should have, or either he's almost done because he looked gas. Like, <laughs> if he would have fought like Bivol or Benavides instead of that guy, you yeah. guys that good. It's it's like, hey, look, I'm playing this one in my hometown. I'm just gonna go drink some beers, you know, smash some hookers. I'm not even taking this training <laughs> serious, you know. And he didn't. You could tell he didn't train for this fight, but. Uh, I don't even know why they did it at the Akron. He, he's worn the Atlas jersey before. He claims he's not a Chivas fan, and now he's messed up our field for, for Liguilla. And he had Alexis Vegas with him on the ring. How come he had, like, Quinones or something? Yeah, I don't know, man. What I do know is that this is going to be a really good matchup, and I'm excited to, to see us stomp them out. Um, but, yeah, we have uh, Tigres Toluca as well to finish out uh, the, the matches. Honestly, I think that's the most even one. Really? I don't know. Yeah. Tigres didn't convince me against Puebla, you know? But it's Tigres, man. They have that depth. They have that roster. So Lucas, well coached. They, they have, have like a hot head of a too. goalie, though. Who, a Nahuel or whatever? He is a liability. You know what I want to see? I want Toluca to get a penalty and... Uh, Miss? Fuck. No. <laughs> What's his name? The, the goalie, Volpi. I want oh, Volpi to score a goal on Nahuel and just shit on him. Volpi versus Nahuel, that's a nice matchup. And I, I do want to criticize Puebla for their match because they were losing 1-0. They got a penalty call towards the end of the match. And at that point, they decided to make substitutions right before Debuen was going to take the PK. And they iced him. His own team iced him. And then Tigres also did some substitutions. And then Nahuel just keeps going off and off and off. And he won the mind games, and he ended up missing really bad. So, yeah. The X factor for Tigres. It was an ugly win, like I said, wasn't it? Yeah. I think the Lucas gonna they're going to shag Tigres' watch. And the the Atlas game with Chivas, I think it's gonna be pretty nip and tuck. I can see either team going through, but I could also I could honestly say, I mean, uh, in my in my opinion, I could see Atlas just pulling another pelotazo, and Chivas not finding a way to score. 
Well, just like, just like last tournament. There will be a advantage for Chivas, and it's the fact that a draw gives them the that advantage. They finish higher in the table, so any game that ends in a draw, they're through to the next round. Two, uh, two, 2017 vibes or what? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, I wanted to bring something up with you guys, if you don't mind. Go for it. Because um, I watch a de I was watching a decent amount of football after I came back. I came back to Houston. I, I was ca I caught up with the repechaje games, and today I try to watch the Champions League game. Oh yeah. And boy, what really caught my eye because I'm a I'm just like a cue the bingo card when uh, Ron comes on here. He's always talking about Libertadores. I watch it too, man. I'm a connoisseur of that. And I was watching this certain game that caught my eye. It was River against El Flu. Fluminense. Brazil team. Yeah. <clears throat> um, very tight first uh, first half. It was uh, one one, I believe, and they ended up being five one. Flu porking River, right? No shit. <laughs> Like, like but I think court. I think Muñeco's gone though, right? Yeah, he's I think gone. the striker is Gallardo's gone. Also, the flu. I don't striker. I think he's Argentino. That's that's what I was gonna mention, Habib. Because it was in Liga MX. Exactly. You guys beat me to it again. No, Herman you brought Cano. it up. I didn't. He didn't beat you to it. His name is Germán Cano. He, he you, played you set, in there. You set up the tappings. For sure. He played in. I, I vividly remember when he was in Liga MX, man. He he played for Leon, and most of the time I would you'd see him. He'd come on. He'd come off the bench, or K, I think he only played a couple of games. I had to look it up because he scored a hat trick on River. He only had like eight goals in like the two turn like in the two tournaments he was in Liga MX, and he you can look him up. Look, I had to look. Like I'm, I had. Uh, that's why I'm asking you guys this question because he has like a bunch of goals for flu. And the other guy that scored the other goals, he's a, a very good player. He's very quick and tricky. He was getting behind the defenders, or like a, a a small black Colombian kid, right? And I looked him up because I didn't know who was who he was. His name, his last name's Arias. And when I looked him up, to my surprise. He his youth career he start he started in Colombia, but then he was in Dorados and Tijuana. He didn't play for him, but he was in Mexico too, right? Interesting. So that goes to I wanted to get some of you guys' point about this. How is it that these guys show off? I have my own views on this. But how why and there's a plenty of examples about this. They got Bocelli still balling out in in uh, in Argentina, that bum for Cruz Azul, Cauterucho. Benedetto, too. Benedetto, too. Yeah, Cauterucho, he's like the leading goal scorer for Argentina. Like two seasons ago. Like, why is it when these guys are in Liga and Max, they, they can barely put one foot in front of the other one? No, and it's... it's, it's they, can't, they come it's here to random, collect dude. a paycheck, eat, 
Eat good. <laughs> no, nah, I don't. And fuck some good pussy, man. <laughs> no. Yeah, he's just random, say, dude. There's that's... like several answers. That's one of them. Like, yeah, you can no, like I... foreigners come to the U.S. friendly to like shop and things like that. I think many of Latinos, many like South Americans, many of them see like Liga Mekis the same way many Mexicans see MLS. They see it like in their eyes, you know, it's like beneath them. So they're here just to collect a check, play well if they want, but it's whatever. My other argument is the same with the Henry Martin and the JJ Macias one. Look at the players that he has at Fluminense, though. He has like Ganso, Marcelo, uh, Melo. Like there's a bunch of like good players on that team, too, which make it a whole lot easier for you to stand out because they make your life easier as opposed to when they were probably over here yeah, with, like, shittier the, teams. Here's so. the luck of the draw, though, sometimes. Look at Camoranesi, right? He he never could get into first division Argentina. He comes and he, he plays in Mexico and he does well and ends up going to to Italy. He was never even called up for Argentina's team. It becomes Italian national, wins the World Cup. It's, it's just luck of the draw sometimes. You end up in in the right club, under the right coach, the right players. And, you know, I think we're quick to judge. We'll say, oh, they suck because they had a bad season. or, or um, And it could, take, it could take a while. Like Cardoso's another good case where he went to Europe and he didn't, he didn't have a good season. He comes to Mexico and he, I don't know if it took him one or two seasons to finally, to finally blow up. But imagine if they would have let him go, we would have never known. Just and he's he's one of the all-time greats in Liga MX, and <laughs> you know it's it's almost luck at that point. That yeah, it's he, like the uh, conditions, like the environment at that moment. Yeah. Like I work in yeah. sales, and like I've done the same type of sales for two companies. One of them, I was like, shit, I was probably like the worst employee as far as like sales numbers. And this other company, I'm like, really good. I'm like at the top, but it's the same product, same everything. It's just one company, like the conditions where I'm at mentally and like the people around me, it just feels right as opposed to the other one. But it's the same fucking damn thing. So that that plays a role as well. Like what conditions were present at that moment? It was he not happy with his family at Leon and how him and his family are happy in Brazil. Or is he a single yeah. guy and there was no pussy in Leon and there's all pussy in Brazil? <laughs> yeah, didn't get along with his, with his teammates or or maybe something was going on in his life at that point. And then speaking you know, of that, you... River Plate, I have a question with you guys about that. So you know how, like, I was saying, like, Argentinos, like, menosprecian, like, Liga Mekis, like, they belittled it. And you kind of see there's, like, a inferior complex with Mexicans, with Argentinos. You know, we go for their players, we go for their coaches, we try to go, we go for their barra bravas and all that. Boca Juniors River Plate played, and there were six red cards in, like, the aggregate. Like, they got in a fight and everything. And a lot of pages were like, this is passion. Like, estas pasión. Like, you know, you know, look at how much they enjoy the game, how they can't lose to each other. There were six red cards. But me, look, I'm looking from the outside. I'm like, motherfucker, I wouldn't be able to take my family to the game. <laughs> like, like, to me, I don't want that. Like, I don't want a league where they're squaring up, fans are squaring up, and that's like your definition of passion. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Like, you, 
you see that as passion or you see that as like pendejadas? I just think that they uh, like soccer to them is on a whole nother level. And yeah, it's not a game. It's, it's everything. It's the only thing they have in their world, man. So it's the only thing they got going for them. It, it really is the only thing they have going for them. And I don't think that any, any country can get on that level. Honestly, the, the passion and, and what it means to, to play the game at the professional level, represent your club, represent your country. I mean, when they won the World Cup, man, I mean, Jesus, you don't see that anywhere else in the world. Maybe Croatia, but Croatia is like three million when they got sem when they were runners up and the way the country greeted them when they when they came back. I mean, it's incredible, man. Well, one last thing about that, I wanted to respond to these guys, hi, man, because these guys are the ones that responded. Since you guys took that stance, and those are some great points. Aren't you basically saying, because uh, uh, I seen a, on ESPN a couple months back, they're talking. There was like a, a little debate that they had, where I don't watch the I don't watch the women's league. I don't I don't like that stuff. It's very. I only watch like women's women? volleyball. I mean, if you don't, it's cool. Just curious. <laughs> I only watch uh, g girls gymnastics in the Olympics stuff like that, right? <laughs> no, no sirven para fútbol, ella, ellas. But they... We lost the sponsor. <laughs> maybe, the, maybe the uniforms were, were more like the the volleyball you want to watch. Oh, for sure. Definitely. <laughs> no, but the, regarding that, they were, they were talking about how foreign media was calling the the women's league in Mexico, a full, uh like a exotic league, exotic, yeah, like a liga exotica, like something out of like something. When I think of exotic, I think like a jungle or like a girl with a coconut bikini or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> but having said that, this goes this uh when you guys uh -oh. that uh those those guys that play in Brazil, right? Because we can we can e easily flip that argument. Like, I mean, Brazil's a party is known for having beaches, having girls with big butts, and all that shit, right? Like, you can you can have fun there too. You, you could be, you could easily be distracted there as well. But I, yeah, but the competition for to make it into a team is, is way more than in no, for sure. In I, Liga I'm MX, MX, so. Brazil's I, I, always I, been ahead of the tranny movement as well. They've been pioneering for that. That's why Salcido wanted to play over there, right? No, but what I was getting to is that that uh, America documentary, that that shitty America documentary. I it's like the one part about it that really stuck with me was when they fired Ben uh, Ben Hacker, right? Because he yeah. would go golfing all the time. They're after no, they didn't fire him because of that. Huh? They didn't fire him because of that. Why did they fire him then? Because he played Joaquin Del Olmo. And he ends up taking Del Olmo. He, he was in, uh, I forgot the name of the team, and he, he takes him over there. But Del Olmo was having some type of, con I think it was a contract dispute with one of the presidents of America. And he, um, the, the, they went to Ben Hacker, and they're like, hey, don't play this guy. 
And he's like, why? And he's like, you know, they kind of told him the reason or whatever. And then he's like, fuck that noise. I'm still going to play him. And he said after he played him, he was at home and he got the call and he's like, hey, pack your bags, dude. He got the boot. And, and, and that's on, uh, that's coming from him. I don't know if you remember, Blanco had a talk show. And I think that's from the, he, he comes out and he, he talks about it. Um, and I think they had the Olmo there too. Um, but you could, yeah, you could Google, you could YouTube it. And it's there when he's talking about why he got sacked. But we can agree yeah. that uh, he shouldn't have been golfing during the season. <laughs> I don't think that was a problem. It was, it was probably like Televisa top brass golfing with him or inviting him. <laughs> No, but what I was trying to get at was whenever anyone, a coach or someone foreign comes to Mexico, they don't, they're not trying to, they don't feel football pressure like in Brazil or like Jaime said, Argentina. Like they come to Mexico to party. And by virtue, I don't know. By by virtue, that affects, that definitely affects the Mexican players. I don't, I don't know because. You you do see a lot of the coaches that come in and take it very serious, or that they could feel the pressure. I mean, look at Tata in his final final days with Selección, man. He that dude looked like he looked like he had been through COVID. He just looked out of it. But I, I mean, I've seen the coaches that come in and and they take it very serious. I I don't. And a lot of I'm them. I'm trying don't. to think. Well, I mean, I'm trying to think of an example of which one came in just just to collect a check. I can't, like, who would you say that was not, you know, Turco was one of the ones that when he was at America that would just leave, you know, unannounced at the weekend after the game, you, you'll be on a flight to Buenos Aires. Um, but other than that, Pablo. And he's been successful in Mexico, so <laughs> do you know what I mean? At the same time, it's like, is he not, is he being successful? Is not taking it serious? Or... I don't know, man. I just think uh, Mexico is never going to be that football nation the fans wanted to be. No, I think it's a hybrid of MLS and Latin, like South Americans. Like, it's, like, talent, like, talent, South America, but not as high. And it's, like, money that MLS, like, thinks they have, or they say they have, that South America doesn't have. It's, like, a little bit of both, but neither ye, neither ca. So you're never going to be as talented as South America, but you're never going to be as organized or structured as MLS. So you're going to be, like, in between, which can be good. It can be bad. It'll have its pros and its cons as long as you know what you're dealing with. One thing I want to add is uh, the Mexican mentality has a lot of growing up to do. You know, Chicharito was kind of irritated by the question or sort of the comparison that Santa Jimenez is getting, you know, his first season in Europe. And he's, I think he surpassed Chicharito as far as most goals in, in a single season uh, in their first season. And he's like, why are you guys comparing him to me? Why Why is it always Mexican on Mexican crime? 
We shouldn't be asking that question. We should be. Com- we sh- he should be going for for the actual records that are that are in the league. He should be competing with like the Val Nistelrooy and and all the greats that have played in the Dutch league. Like we should be trying to strive to be the best in the league. Period. Not just to be the best Mexican there. And I think a lot of people underestimate like Chicharito's comments and they twisted and. And, and, you know, you get headlines about him being a hater or not. It's like, but it's it's a legitimate question. And it's like, dude, it makes a lot of sense. It's like this whole midget mentality that we have. It's, <laughs> it's like, why not strive to be the best? Why does it have to be the best Mexican? Yeah, clickbait. I don't mind Chicharito's comments. I think, like, if he was not a player, like, if he was retired, a lot of people would agree with his views. But he'll say, like, some inspirational, motivational shit and then go play and, like, does nothing. <laughs> like, so it's like it doesn't go hand in hand. Like, you know, are you, it's like your single friend giving you relationship advice. Like, okay, bro, sounds great. But oh, yeah, how your come fat you're not friend telling you to how to eat healthier. <laughs> yeah, so it's like that. It's like, I lo- like a lot of shit he says, yeah, it's motivational, it's inspirational. <clears throat> but how come you're not doing shit with Galaxy? How come, like... You know, you scored 13 goals in the season with him, and it's, like, great numbers, but you don't show up in playoffs. Like, you haven't really done anything since you left Madrid or Leverkusen. You know, you, like, it's, it's like, what are you doing, It's time for him bro? to come home. It's time for him to come home. But even that, like, he's just going to go to Chivas and collect a check. I'd rather ah. have Pulido back than Chicharito, to be honest. Really? I feel Pulido would do more on the field than Chicha. Wow, I disagree. I think I seen Chicha when he's in teams that he, you know, he combines well with his teammates. That he's done really well, as like you mentioned, Leverkusen. And I think I think he would he would yeah, fit his, right his, into this. But his priority is not Chivas. He said it. He said, "I'm not going to leave Galaxy." Unless I won the title. Oh God, he's gonna. And Pulido was like, "Who do you want him to say?" I want to go to Chivas. If it was up to me, I retire at Chivas. I, I, you know, I don't think Pulido should ever left, but I haven't kept kept up with him since he left. So is he shitting? Like, is he sucking right now? Is he? He just came back from injury. He also scored a goal too last weekend. I don't want. I don't want damaged goods, bro. We got we got too we much of them. Too, man. We have too many. We already have too many. I mean, we got Macias, bro. We, uh, look at that dude, man. The guy's made of glass. We don't need another one. And this isn't the Make a Wish Foundation, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, we're at the two hour mark, guys. So we do have to wrap it up pretty soon. Uh, I'll let you guys have your closing thoughts. Well, well, I'll start off by saying a pleasure, as always, to be with you guys. Thank my you. Fi- my favorite, Chi Hermanos. <laughs> I, I love listening to you guys' uh, hot takes and your different opinions. And then once once they get settled in, in my head, I, I giggle a little bit sometimes. <laughs> like a teenage girl. Yeah, exactly. No, but... Uh, I'm just looking forward to the league to the Ligia finally. Thank Interesting God. matchups. And uh I feel the 14 coming, man. Ooh. Oh boy, Jaime, I wanted to mention something, man. Yeah. 
you, about the last show, you were talking about your Oakland A's. Ah, uh, okay. I've seen that. I've, Why are I've we talking about sad stories? <laughs> I've seen the spot, man, where they're going to build that stadium. Oh. It's a nice spot. And and that Allegiant State, I'm, I haven't gotten the play. I'm going to try to try to make it to a, a Raider game because I'm a Silver and Crap fan. But I'm going to try to build that Allegiant Stadium, man, so beautiful from the outside. Incredible. Lovely city. Yeah, I don't know if I want to live there, but definitely if, oh, no. yeah. if, you, if you're there for the weekend and you want to catch a ball game, you can. Um, but there, there has been some new developments, and they're actually looking at an alter, al, another, uh, another uh, site uh, near Tropicana Hotel or something. I don't know. Basically, like on the strip or something. So it might not be there. But yeah, every day there's a new drama with the A's. Al Pastor, what you got for us, Mike? You know, my. Usually, I'm a big fan of underdogs, upsets. But now that Chivas is in the top four, I hope the top four qualify. And I hope semifinals, you know, is like some heavyweight games, attractive, high quality. I, I don't want I, I, I feel like that guy I criticized during the World Cup and was complaining about all the upsets. I don't want to see San Luis. I don't want to see whoever in the semis. I want to see America, Rayados. Chivas and uh, who's the other one? Toluca. Toluca. Nah, fuck it. Just for that breeze, but I honestly I'd rather see Tigres. But <laughs> but yes, let's let's go with the heavyweight semifinals. Let's have some big wins. Uh, none of these little teams winning. Yeah, well, I mean, if you want it to pan out that way, that would lead up to a potential Chivas America final, which is what I personally want. Just let's to settle this. It. For all, you know, fair and square. Um, but I could also see it going the other way where they want semis where it's, you know, Monterrey Tigres and, and Chivas America. So I could see that also being uh, another another uh, direction this can go in. If it's Chivas America, we all fly out to Ricardo and we do a live podcast on everyone on video. We do a pregame, <laughs> we go party hard, get some hookers, and then do the postgame also. Because, I mean, think about it from a TV standpoint, right? You, if, you, if you make these happen in the semifinal, that's four matches guaranteed, right? It's like, you know, the Tigres uh, Clásico and the, the Chivas Clásico, that's, that's four matches. So I could see why they would want to make that happen. But I'm all for it. I want all the smoke. Joel, what you got for us? Oh, just really quick. I was thinking uh, how maybe a few months back there was all this media talk about how Chivas needs foreigners because they clearly can't compete. Now that they finish in fourth, like a lot of those, a lot of those media have, you know, crickets. You're not hearing about them. Remember who's the wanker that said it? It was John Saltfleet. He's a big America fan. The wanker. <laughs> there was a few, though. This is their talking point. I'm pretty sure if once it goes south for Chivas, they're going to bring, you know, bring that back up. But I think I think um, it kind of proves that, they, that you know, Mexican talent is, is pretty good. It's just sad that there's not enough. Uh, we already mentioned why. So I, I do feel that I'm hopeful that with this new um, 
the restructuring of the second division. And that's going to open up the, you know, floodgates for more young talent. So I do see that benefiting Chivas in the long run. So I just hope that uh, they built from right now. You know, I, I like I, I as good as they did even going into next season, I feel they, they still would need to bring in one or two more players. Oh, speaking of second division, just quick thought. But they always take advantage of the loopholes. I was realizing the other day of uh, Phil Jones is always with Manchester United. Like, you know, he never, like, gets transferred. I'm like, how the hell is Phil Jones always there, always gets his contract renewed? <laughs> well, well, they have a rule where you need to have an English uh, player that was developed, uh, like, okay. within an academy for at least, like, three years from his youth. So they need to keep at least three of those on the rosters. And he's uh, like, one. Man, he's been on that lottery, huh? Yeah, so like, and he gets paid $4 million a year that he knows he's not going to fired because he fills that void. Same thing with, like, Manchester City, their third goalkeeper. He's, like, 37 years old. He gets paid, like, $4 million a year, but he fills that loophole. Nice. So, so even though the rules getting put in place that you think are going to help, when it comes to money, teams are going to find a way to fill that loophole. I, I would say that for first division, but not second division because they – Put a restriction on foreigners to yeah. make sure that the teams have have all that. Uh, yeah, and it's and it's the rule was made just for that because they you know they pretty much realized, especially with this past World Cup, like you know there's not much players to choose from, and we're gonna be in real hot trouble if if you know if we don't remedy this. And at the same time, they don't wanna let go of the transfer cash cow. So they're like, fuck it, second division, just let's throw money in there and and kind of have that as the kind of like farming, you know, like a farm league. Absolutely. Uh, I do have some uh, announcements before we close out this show. Number one. Mexico has announced a friendly against Cameroon. So for any listeners that are in San Diego or in SoCal, uh, they're going to have a friendly on June 10th at the Snapdragon Stadium. It's a new stadium out there in San Diego. Um, so, yeah, it'll be a little warm-up match before they they head to Vegas to play their Nations League semifinal against the United States over at Allegiant Stadium. Um, Want to give a big shout-out to Chucky Lozano. He was able to hoist the trophy and, and helps Napoli secure their Serie A title the first in over 30 years. And, I mean, I saw some of the clips out there. It was pretty amazing. And uh, we'll see what happens to them next season if, if they'll disband the team or if they'll try to go for, for another title in Champions League. And um, as far as my closing thought, I think that the upcoming Ligia matches are going to be much more entertaining than the Champions League semifinals. Uh, obviously, the one today, Madrid City, was was okay, but then you have these uh, Italian teams that like to defend. So my, my prediction is uh, if you want to see some action, some entertainment, some drama, you know, tune into these, these Ligia matches happening tomorrow, 6 p.m., Santos-Monterrey, and then after San Luis and America. And uh, that's the show, guys. Thank you guys so much for hopping on. And, of course, we'll try to uh, squeeze in a, a, another episode before before the uh, the final results of these 
quarterfinals. Um, but we'll catch you guys in the next one. Have a good night.